I got three admin notes for you, listener. Four admin notes. One, thank you for listening. This episode's brought to you by our patrons. Uh, this specifically this time, though, it's uh, brought to us by Richard Myers. So thanks, Richard Myers. Second note. Uh, had a couple weird audio bits in this recording. Um, there is possibly a little bit of crackle. It's a thing with the new recording software uh, that we're using to record over the internet. Um, we're working on it. So apologies. I edited around it where I could, but there are a couple parts where we're awkward. Uh, it is because of editing around that. And then three, finally, and most importantly, uh, the well, not most importantly, <laughs> Richard is the most important thing. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Also important, though, is that the theme song you're going to hear is actually a cover uh, by a band called The Phone Calls. And they did this really cool cover of the theme song. Um, and they also did an Abject Suffering one. That'll be coming. Um, really excited. I love it. Love it. It's flattering. It's very cool to have somebody cover the theme song, cover something I wrote. Um, it is awesome. So check out The Phone Calls. And thank you for listening. Bye. Last one on that. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which is a 3D platformer developed and published by Ubisoft for the PS2, GameCube, and Xbox in 2003. Oh, and there's a PC port in there somewhere. That I played. Yeah. Keyboard mouse, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode uh, was produced by Richard Myers. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. Uh, and in this game, you know, this has been on our like list for a very long time. Yes. Of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, we should do this. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, uh, it's really it, good know, to have an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like it, it is one of the uh, games from this era that is looked back upon the most fondly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. And, and like kind of, uh, you know, getting first principles out of the way, which we, mm -hmm. we do now on this show. Um, I don't think that we have played a game on the show that I have wanted more to have like a remake of. Yeah. Than this. Like I, it, it's a weird thing. Cause I don't, you know, I don't always love remakes and I have a contentious relationship with them. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Mm -hmm. I think that 
the things that this does that are good are still really, really good. The things that it does that are not as good um, impaired my enjoyment that, and most of those issues were like, oh, it was the style at the time. Yeah. Like this is, this is a PS2 era, early 2000s 3D platformer. And mm -hmm. do, does the PS2 era and the early 2000s, are those, any of those games have combat that stands up like really well? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I feel, I feel like the answer to that might be actually no, which is kind of wild. Like I, I had some fun when we did God of War uh -huh. one combat, but that wore out its welcome. Mm -hmm. you know by the end like it's just kind of a like I, it's almost like games figured out yeah combat like it, you know, we solved it and then you know and i'm realizing this that this is probably excluding like the devil may cry series or something like that but even that probably you know has gotten better and is remembered more fondly than it actually is you know and we'll, we'll get to the specifics of like specifically why this combat doesn't work but i know what you mean by wanting uh by wanting uh, like a revisit to this like somebody needs to go in and like save the bones of this that are good and then cut hey. away the other stuff so that you can really enjoy them yeah i think i think it would it would go really well yeah with you know i think it would, it would do really well with that and the, the series continued where there are like reboots and kind of updates and stuff but mm -hmm. i just mean this game so these levels and basic concepts just kind of fixed and with different different combat yes um i think that would be really cool because that was that was my major bugbear mm -hmm. you know other thing was like and the, the game's very modal like it is very you know uh do a thing and do another thing we'll talk about both those things and it mm -hmm. was an interesting experience where one of those things i thought was really pretty joyful yeah. and fun pretty consistently mm -hmm. and the other one was pretty consistently an obnoxious slog yes and very few points that were like eh this is okay mm -hmm. you know it, it was a very centrifugal fugal kind of yeah thing. yeah and you know like the thing that was like all the reviews took away from this were like oh yeah the combat's no good or whatever and i don't remember it really bothering me that much in my initial playthrough of this but yeah like the kind of the, the, but you know enjoy the platforming you know kind of do the combat as fast as you can is not actually a strategy you can you can in, in, employ in this there's and there's just more of it than yes there's a lot than is necessary um yeah it's also going to be kind of a difficult game to talk about. I, I had a moment of thinking like, oh, this should, since this is such a, you know, this should have been our premium episode mm -hmm. for the month because it's such a big, big game. But the back half of this, like the plot's very slight to mm -hmm. its credit. Yeah. And the levels are sometimes hard to describe. Like it, it, it this is also, you know, the same way that you would Zelda through a room. Mm -hmm. Like you just Prince of Persia through a room. Yes. You know, Describing it in, in detail where it's like, oh, you know, you slide, you wall run, <laughs> yeah. you do a swing, you jump, you bounce off onto a ladder that you then climb up to a <laughs> tightrope and stuff. Like, that's that's not what we do on the show. And, and no. And like, and all and of it, that stuff follows, like, pretty intuitively, actually. So That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's like a series of test chambers. Yes. Like, is what, what this feels like. There is, like, almost like a weird portal DNA to this, the, the, I um, felt like. The thing that I kind of came back to when I was making the notes for this, and I started being pretty granular with it, eventually it kind of, came, you know, went down to, oh, this is the Mirror's Edge episode again. Yeah. Where yeah. it's more like, what can we broadly say about, like, this section right here while still talking about, like, specific pain points if one popped up or talking about, like, something cool uh, that the game yeah. does with its, you know, with its design. But, like, we're going to be kind of zoomed out on these individual things. And I think this episode is going to be pretty breezy as a result of that, even though, yeah. you know, this is, you know, kind of a long game for what it is. 
it's dense. Yes. Like it takes place over a very short amount of time mm-hmm. narratively. Yeah. It's you spend, you know, these test chambers are huge. Yeah. Like you end up in a test chamber. That's like the unit of game mm-hmm. for, for sands of time. And sometimes they're very significant. Like it takes quite a while to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, so we'll, we'll get into those individual parts, but it ends up being something I'm kind of conflicted on, which is good because, you know, the worst case scenario when revisiting things from this era is always, it's just going to be horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. You just think, okay, and this then, is not yeah. going to hold up. Like, and I have, I have had really good memories of this. Like this is the give, like, this is the game that I like bought for myself on my 16th birthday, you know, with oh. my birthday money, you know? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Instead of a car. <laughs> I, you just I got you just got like four thousand dollars worth of sands of time. <laughs> I had a car. I I, I, yeah. I bought a car with the <laughs> when I got my learner's permit. But got my car with sand, Cole. No, huh? you can try um, though. No, yeah. you can try. <laughs> Done it. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. So I I I had no memories of this. Like this mm-hmm. just came up at a time I wasn't playing games like this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know I wasn't really following reviews, which would have been the thing that would have led me to this. Um, so yeah. I was kind of like, I, I don't want to play a Prince of Persia game. I played those old ones. Those are all right. But mm-hmm. Why do I care about that? And yeah. I, it also, I had, um, I kept thinking of this when it came out, like those, uh, pitfall later pitfall games. Oh yeah. I think it was going to be yeah. exactly when they tried to bring pitfall yeah. Harry back. That's what I was thinking of this as being, and it's actually way better and more faithful and successful than that. Yeah. And, yeah. And we'll get into it. Mm, it's a more serious product. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in this game, you play an unnamed prince with a bad facial hair. <laughs> just really the most regrettable facial hair. That just no one just have. really stenciled on. Never have just the chin dusting. Mm. Like if you have hair on your chin, mm-hmm. you have to have hair on your lip. Yes. I'm telling you this. Like if you're if you're listening to this, like this is wisdom from the sages. You can't just do the chin. Yeah. Unless, it looks so you look like a Tim and Eric character. Unless you're it's a basis for the yourself. unless you're a basis for the queens of the Stone Age. Stop. Even that guy looks like shit. Dude. I know, right? Like, do you think that's a good-looking bassist? That's no, a horrible-looking bassist. He's, he's the worst. The, the, that's what this game looks like. You're driving a bassist through an obstacle stop. course. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is basically like bassist sim. Like, oh no, you know my bassist is my bass is stuck in the palace, yeah. and I have to go get it. Like my you, ba- this guy looks like shit. My, 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 my bassist is stuck at the at the top of a very tall room. How do we save? How do we? safely get him to the floor so he can <laughs> so, so he can perform, perform so, he, so he can he can come out before before the opening act finishes up uh, the, uh, but the amount of basis energy the prince has is just fucking incredible um but he gets the other that's the most important thing about him. the yes, second most yeah. important thing about him is that he can rewind time yeah the, the, uh, he gets the, a dagger that can do that the fourth paragraph in his obituary after three railing on him for his <laughs> that stupid facial hair and bad haircut yeah yeah you know, center part come on man <laughs> <laughs> it was you, still the 90s um he looks like shit <laughs> so but yeah he has this dagger that lets him rewind time by pressing a little button on the hilt um and he uses this to kind of navigate this crumbling palace to undo like a disaster that he caused while being manipulated by this evil traitorous vizier kind of guy that like yeah. this the story setup for this is more complicated than it than it needs to be uh a little bit but we'll get to that. But the, the actual content is like very not like the yeah, story yeah. is like I have to get to this room. Yes, we need you know, to. But the the you know the bookends are a little bit more mm-hmm. in depth. Yeah, the, the 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 sands are out. We need to get the sands back in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, in this game, you spend the majority of your time doing acrobatics. Like, Mm -hmm. you are going to be platforming around this ruined palace and its many traps. You know, again, trying to navigate the spaces to the floor so you can perform or to the ceiling so you can perform. Um, And this platforming is really good. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's surprising how well this works. Yeah. Um, this, as far as the, uh, you know, the gameplay mode, like the Tomb Raider gameplay mode, like the, where the, the game is get from point A to point B mm-hmm. using acrobatics. This is like pretty close to best in class Yeah, at that. Like I, I like doing that in something like a Dishonored where like it's a little bit more free and simmy. This yeah. is very locked in. Like you, you have very specific kind of like, you know, you snapped a grid Yeah, a lot on this. Um, but they're really well designed. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's really fast. It flows really well. It's kinesthetically like extremely satisfying. It looks very it, cool. Yeah, it look it's it's great. Mm-hmm. It, it it looks this is awesome. Like I would play a whole game of this. Like I think yeah. this is really really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you're doing things like wall runs, you're mantling, uh, doing shimmies, clinging to poles, swinging on pole like trapeze mm-hmm. kind of things. And the gameplay part is how to get from A to B. Yes. You know, um, and the game adds some uh, different, uh, you know, different puzzle elements here. Um, But really just kind of like figuring out what to do next. Like, okay, I can tell that I was supposed to go up to this point. How do I read the environment to figure out, you know, knowing my knowing my jump distance where I can get to? Or is there like a Mm -hmm. telltale shadow on that wall that says like, oh, yeah, I need to wall run and then leap off from there. And there's going to be something for me to catch on to. Um, I think this is really, really helped out by how good the camera is, you know, and my experience, like, you know, this is, this was probably the first 3d platformer that I played where you had full, where you had full control of a 3d camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure it happened before, but this was the first one that I played and that works incredibly well for giving you a very good sense of what is around in addition to a first person camera, which is seldom used, but useful when it, when, you know, when it comes up and just mm-hmm. a button that you can press, um, kind of like an eco that would zoom out and show basically a diorama view of the room that you're in to like get a sense yeah. of where you're at in relation to things. Um, when, when the game had puzzles in it, when it would add puzzles to that navigation stuff, I almost uniformly found those pretty annoying. Yeah. You know, like I don't, uh, we talked to, I talked about this before and it's just part of my, my gamer psychographic, but mm-hmm. I never want to press a button, hear a ticking clock and then have to complete a task before a door closes. Yeah. I, I just don't think that's very interesting mm-hmm. as a, as a gameplay thing. And the punishment for failing it is just going back and pressing the button again. Yeah. Um, like this would be entertaining enough, you know, getting through the, those dangerous sections that would be entertaining enough without the time pressure and the failure. Yeah. Right. Because like the yeah. thing that, that, that this game does, the innovation is like generally failure. You, you just back out of it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at length. It is yeah. a weird, I think this game is, in terms of rethinking what failure should be in games, mm-hmm. this is a huge like exhibit a for my stance on that. Yeah. Because giving, you know, it reminds me a lot of like, you know, when, uh, it, like it, it teaches me that lives and failure states are kind of a fake idea. Yeah. You know, like by giving you this limited resource that allows you to do this. And then when you don't, when you run out of the resource, you just start slightly back mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what if you just didn't, yeah do any of that mm-hmm. like what if, what if you just started you know 
just did some checkpoints <laughs> yep um and no no limited lives or anything like it ends up being like kind of a clever conceit mm-hmm. um in it but it ends up having surprisingly little impact yeah it doesn't you know, the, go far the, enough yeah the, the difference between rewinding a little bit or starting at a checkpoint tends to not be very much mm-hmm. you know and it's just kind of like a quicker more rapidly iterated version of that and it's like well why not just give yourself the rewind from you know snes classic right you know, or, or what have you like that kind of thing like I don't know. This to me gave lie to a lot of the idea of what a consequence should be for failure mm-hmm. in a game. Yeah. Um, lots of traps. Lots oh, and lots of traps. Um, I like these traps. I always loved whenever a new one came up uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, everything is so artificial, right? Like this space does not, is it is not natural at all. It is designed around somebody with exactly the prince's moveset. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> designed know? to keep him out. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, 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 you're not join, you're not rejoining Godsmack. <laughs> We've got a new basis now, and they, they, uh, so yeah, because the, the, they're talking about it being like the palace, palace's defense systems and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just bonkers. Like the yeah. idea that everyone is doing these these wall runs and <laughs> and all of that stuff. Like there, there's zero sense of place. Yeah. But, un, you know, unmoored from needing to make these be natural, like, what you end up with are, like, traps that are designed to, like, affect the way that you shimmy, right? Like, okay, like, yeah. you know, am, am I going to hang from this or am I going to walk along the narrow ledge? Like, that actually makes a difference there. You know, the the, the actual just, like, artificial ways that they can deny surfaces to you or force you to, you know, um, engage in basically stuff without a safety net at a very particular rhythm I think that those are, I think that they're really ingenious with heightening that um, kind of throughout the entire game. And and that's why it makes me think of it as like a portal thing. Yeah. Like these are test chambers. They're tests for a very specific moveset mm-hmm. that you have, you know, yeah. um, and that even comes down to them giving you the little, little preview. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the, uh, the way that the, the time mechanic works in this um, is that uh, you have those nodes, as we mentioned, each node you can use to rewind back about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, this is if you fall, um, you have, like, you take fall damage, like your kill height <laughs> is pretty harsh. I noticed that as well. <laughs> um, also, it's just very, like, the sound that it makes, just like the like little, like, limp, wet, flat, and then it doesn't move yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's, like, it's very, like, well, it's very undramatic, oh. actually. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, and then you can so once you have this resource, you can you can rewind time mm-hmm. to fix a mistake um, yes. as long as that was ten seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in general, that tends to be enough time mm-hmm. to undo a mistake. Having those like it almost feels like having like you have a set of lives and then you have micro lives within those lives. Almost yeah, yeah, is what it what it feels like. It's it's weird. Like mm-hmm. I understand this was the back of the box thing for this game. Like this was the gimmick is was my understanding Yeah, yeah. when this came out and it ended up being way less impressive or cool or fun to me than I thought it would. And I ended up just really liking the, the wall running and parkour shit a lot more than I thought I would. Do you think that's because this is a, this is a mechanic that has been brought forward to other things? Yeah. I mean, probably. And, and just kind of thinking about games differently where I'm like, well, you know, I have this limited resource when I die, nothing that different happens than if I had rewound. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always like every time you die, you rewind. Yeah. That's what that's what the consequence is for dying in games mm-hmm. is a rewind. And whether you codify it into an economy or not, it's always basically the same thing. Like yeah, they do something yeah. over, you yeah. know, 
Um, and it, it just, it, it felt like a weird way of gussing up something that is just what video games are. <laughs> right. Just, uh, you know, weirdly saying, yeah, check out everything new I have. And it's like, no, you, you just, you just, you know, had that stuff laying around anyway, because that's what games are. You, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a tweak. Like a, it's, you're doing it on a more granular level, which does, I'm not saying it makes no difference. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like I can hear the straw man out there who is like, Oh, like that's totally different. Like you're, you're oversimplifying. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not different. I'm saying that it's a little less different than I thought it would be. Yeah. And it's not as integrated into the gameplay as much as I thought it would be. Like I was expecting to do like some time puzzles and shit that happens in the sequels. Yeah, that's um, my that's my understanding. I write about the sequels, but I won't touch them with the ten foot pole because they have a God Smack soundtrack and because da-da, da-da, they uh, emphasize the combat. And I'm like, I don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I don't yeah. invest in this character or story at all. Like I just had some fun with the platforming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and what we, you know, we're talking as we're talking about this as a way to avoid specifically dying. You know, there are also other things that you do with the time, um, you know, other ways that you use it to fix mistakes, you know, either like, ah, fuck, I'm going to rewind because I really don't feel like getting back up to the point where I botched that jump. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you know, if you end up in one of those timed sequences where you're trying to get to a door, like if you mess up in a way that wastes time for you, you can go back and redo it. It is not specifically just to avoid death, but to like smooth out other kinds of failures that come along. Well, yeah. But it is, you know, dying either through platforming or combat that you're that you're going to end up doing this the most yeah yeah um you can also use the time thing for a couple of different moves during combat and that Mm -hmm. is how you recharge it yes uh, in a general sense is by so the idea is that you have this uh this platforming and it feeds into the combat it you know provides you with new enemies and then those enemies provide you with more time dust to for the platforming yes section and they're supposed to kind of feed off of each other um it's not very useful or fun to use in the combat and the combat itself mm-hmm. I found really wanting. Yes. Um, and, and specifically the, the reason, so uh, I had never, I had just kind of played this briefly mm-hmm. when it came to uh, steam. Like I didn't play it when it came out and I was like, okay, you know, but I didn't play it long enough to really get it. And my thinking was, oh, they took something like old Prince of Persia and they didn't really capture the spirit of it. And that was, I was wrong about that because mm-hmm. the platforming and stuff really does. Yeah. The issue though, is they did not make an attempt to capture the combat yeah. um, of Prince of Persia. And I, I think that would have done a lot to fix the game mm-hmm. uh, because instead of, you know, the, the combat, in the old Prince of Persia games is a little bit like Nidhogg. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sparse, technical and high stakes. Yes. Like pirates, like Sid Meier's pirates or something. Yeah. Right. Um, now it is this kind of proto really primitive version of like Arkham combat. Yeah. It's real like free flowing and it would go on to yeah. inspire Arkham and games that Arkham inspired. Yeah. And, uh, it's not very, it's not very good at it. Nope. <laughs> like the, the, you know, that combat is really good. Like I love the combat Arkham and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and, and, and Lord of the Rings and the like. Um, I don't think this is a good version of it. I think mm-hmm. that the, and, and there's a lot of like really key specific things that I can point to that are really obnoxious about it. Very fundamental um, things too, like even down to the yeah. feel and the rhythm. Yeah. 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 It's very flashy. Like you're constantly cutting over to cutscenes to show finishing moves and the like, mm-hmm. which is, you know, probably pretty impressive for the time, but ends up repositioning me, you know, into a night <laughs> at the Roxbury corner. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get, you get rocks buried, buried a, lot. a lot. Yeah. You get rocks buried a lot. You get hit while you're on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing, and I don't know if, if you know how much you share this, but the thing that fucking made me want to pull my hair out is the way that healing is done in the game and the way that they integrate that into combat arenas. 
Yeah. Like, hey, do you have like 30 seconds while these enemies are chasing after you to uh, to go yeah, to, and to just go to a drinking take, animation? <laughs> yep. To just go take like a nice long sip. Yeah, like like, th- <laughs> like Thirsty Prince was so fucking like out of all the things in this game that feel very artificial. Yep. Like, you know, oh, like this is their security defense system and it's mostly blades for walls. Like, how does anyone get to this guest room? This is the worst fucking guest room I've ever heard of in my life. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's artificial, but nothing was more artificial than me getting into a sword fight, running over to try to take a drink of water, taking two sips, getting hit, juking a guy around a corner so I'd have enough space where he just teleports after me, which is really fucking obnoxious. I, I want to I talk at length about the teleportation. It yeah. sucks. Uh, but then running back, taking two more drinks, like doing this like two steps forward, one step back to try to get some hit points back. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why mm-hmm. do it that way? And they, they do all these early 2000s like checkpointing things like... Uh, my biggest early frustration point was getting a checkpoint right before the boss where I had no health mm-hmm. and having to spend the beginning of that boss fight trying to do this fucking water shuffle. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. It's it's so unbelievably unrelentingly dumb mm-hmm. as a healing system. Yeah. Um, your moveset is very limited. You know, you've got just a regular slashing combo. You've got your blocks and stuff like that. Uh, you can do your, uh, like, uh, some acrobatics around here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, vaulting over an enemy to get some attacks in doing a uh doing a wall uh like a, like a wall rebound uh to kick back them kick back at them and things like that however very quickly like a thing about enemies is like no acrobatics around them you know all, like all you need to do is wait for an opening or dodge around them well g- good fucking luck trying to dodge around an enemy without in without instigating a vault over their shoulders yeah. where they're going to hit you knock you down and everybody's going to rocks bury you the 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 fact that there was no real tell for when an enemy would counter the vault. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just a thing uh, about the enemy. Like if it was one of those dudes who carried the like double-ended spear spear, spear thing yeah. and like the bigger sword guys, then nope, no uh, n- n- no vaulting. But you can vault at them from certain angles, mm. like and it does work. So yeah. the 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 conf- communication around that, or when maybe when they're in certain animations. I don't know. It, it um, never happened for me. It just it, it would yeah. always be like, hey, here is an accidental input that you're going to do when you're trying to do something else that will yeah. that that will fuck you and use a rewind charge to get out of this and hope that it understands what you're trying to do next time yeah yeah it's 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 really exceedingly sloppy yeah um it's always group combat yeah. you're you're never doing a duel mm-hmm. um except until the end until the boss like you're always fighting a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. uh and this ends up like you don't you're not equipped for it mm-hmm. you know in the way that you are in uh, Arkham or Spider-Man or what have you. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. Like where you're jumping from enemy to enemy. Uh, you're just, I just don't feel like you're very equipped for it. Right. In this, there are enemies that I felt like I had to block before they would open up Mm -hmm. to attack. Um, and then staying there waiting for them to do an attack so I can block, you know, somebody would sidle on up behind me and Mm -hmm. get a sneaky little stab in. Yeah. Uh, and then this is the, another, like just fucking nail in this coffin is having to use the dagger on enemies to make them die yeah permanently that sucks because you know because if you're doing you know if you are engaging with the acrobatics you might be pretty far away from an enemy by the time you realize oh they're on the ground now i need to try and get back to them before they get back up and they're in the fight uh also yeah. you know like maybe it will recognize that i'm trying to use the dagger on the downed guy or maybe it will have me stab somebody with it to do the, you know, freeze this enemy and kill them instantly kind of thing. Uh, you know, yeah. just whatever. Dealer's choice. Flip a coin. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's it's not very, it, it doesn't take, 
it's not very smooth. Yeah. I, you know, in, and in I'm the, I'm the first person to blame myself over the game or the engine, you know, when, mm-hmm. if it were like, when it is a possibility, the, the, the sloppiness is kind of built into this. Yeah. I just don't think they knew, like, I think that they did not have the lessons that we have. Right. For this kind of thing. So for like, at the time I could understand just being very impressed by it. Mm-hmm. It ends up for me, the whole feeling was so ludicrous between like, you know, desperately trying to drink water in the middle of the fight and then doing this like fun little flourishy flip to like put the dagger in somebody, mm-hmm. you know, while danger is everywhere and yeah. then just getting knocked out of the animation because, <laughs> because the jabroni's there. And I'm like, well, why did you take all that time to do the backflip? <laughs> you know, like stop showing off. And I understand he's telling a story. We'll get to the narrative conceit. Yeah. Uh, the story, I mean, it's one of my, the funniest things about this game is that yeah. he, the story he's telling is, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous he's the worst storyteller uh, in the world he's the absolute worst storyteller in the world like imagine getting cornered by this basis at a party <laughs> like it's it'd be in, fucking incredible uh Ugh. but yeah so we, we'll, we'll get to that but right, right. yeah the combat is uniformly bad i think yeah and not just like mediocre like i think it's mm-hmm. actually pretty bad yeah they add you know new enemies throughout like there's variety here uh but none of it actually like breaks through you know there's never a point you know from the beginning all the way up to the last big combat thing that you get before you get the weapon that just one hits everybody um Mm -hmm. it is just a drag it shows up a lot individual encounters are way too long um, and I, I mean, we should talk about the, about the teleportation. This is like the yes. real, this is the final nail, like nail in the coffin for me, which and is there's so many nails in this fucking coffin. <laughs> yeah. Yep, like, it's this, mostly this is nails like a like used coffin point. you bought from a reclaim <laughs> shop. Like it is it's like, it's like fresh for grandma. Don't do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Okay. So you have a bunch of enemies. Uh, they're going to try to surround you by default. Um, and when they surround you, it gives you fewer, you know, fewer ways to avoid their attacks, etc. Uh, you would think in that situation, given your acrobatic moveset, that you would have the ability to tactically maneuver and break those surroundings and try and lure people out to attack you one by one. No, no, the game does mm. not want you to do that. The game wants you surrounded by enemies and pretty much blocking all the time if you attempt to get around to get some distance to get to more favorable ground even to engage with the systems that it gives you like wall vaults etc um the enemies they will just teleport to wherever you are yeah <laughs> so there's no Which, tactical maneuvering it, it makes it makes the again like i know i'm harping on that drinking water during fights thing but it yeah. makes that really rough because the way that system would work would be you would create distance and then utilize mm-hmm. it to heal, yes. which is a, a, a time-tested video game thing. Mm-hmm. But if enemies can instantly close distance, like, there's no reason you're not closing distance anymore. Yeah. Why does movement you know? matter if enemies can instantly close distance? Why am I which allowed to move? Sense <laughs> as, like, a duel, like, if this mm-hmm. was supposed to be, like, Prince of Persia, the 2D ones, you know, like, and it's like, oh, it's always me versus this guy. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's kind of this weird thing where, like, it's both. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a gods of God of War style, like managing multiple enemies at once chaos thing. And mm-hmm. this thing that is supposed to be kind of precise with blocks and counters and reposts. Yeah. Um, and it just, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't agree with itself. Mm-hmm. And the, the teleporting ends up being really obnoxious. Yeah. Um, you know, especially once there's just like, I had the dis- demoralizing, like when you get done with, with combat, you get a little musical sting and you put away your sword. Mm-hmm. I had the demoralizing experience of thinking, I was done several times because uh-huh. I wanted to be done because all yeah. I want to do is play the game, uh, the rest of the game. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't put away my sword. I'd be like, where the fuck's the guy? And then he would mm-hmm. just teleport because he had gone off to go fuck mm-hmm. off somewhere else, you know, yeah. for a little or bit. Or he's just idiots. Like, yeah. <laughs> the AI is not good either yeah. for, the, for the enemies in this. Yeah. Well, also, it will it will just bring in fresh new waves of these sand monsters to come in and fight you. you know? It's all wave-based. Yeah. Like, it is all, a, like, wave-based combat. Yeah. You know, with sand idiots. Mm-hmm. And it's it just, like, there's not... Like they're, they're, you know, 10, you know, Roxbury 20 go to 10. Like (laughs) that's all they do. Do we need to find Um, Roxbury for people who weren't alive in the nineties? No, probably. Yeah. Like I've never seen that movie. I just saw that sketch a couple of times. It means, uh, so Will Ferrell. (laughs) Will Ferrell Uh, and Chris Kattan. (laughs) Chris Kattan. Um, it it was a sketch where two guys would now, you know, now in retrospect, Uh not great, would go up to ladies on the dance floor and kind of like gang hump them. Yeah, like dry dry dance them. They, like they, they would both try and dance on either side of somebody, and then like knock them back and forth between them. They're like these two yes. brothers who were like real, like just like you know, leisure suit Larry club guys. Yeah, yeah. There's a um, movie of this. People. There's a, yeah. They they made, they thought this was enough to make a there's movie a, about. There's a film. Yeah. About this. Yeah. Um, Night, Night at the Roxbury. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's what we're talking about when we're saying you get Roxbury. It's just being yeah. knocked back and forth between two enemies who are attacking you and you are helpless to do anything. Two if you're lucky. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So so real real bummer. Um, you can also freeze enemies uh, mm-hmm. with the dagger. Um, you can freeze all the enemies yeah. uh, and get like a little quick silver sequence almost mm-hmm. um, where you kill everybody in one hit. That's fun. Uh, big resource intensive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is how you're getting your additional charges. Um, I think that they, there's a weird thing. I wonder if the tuning in this game, they ever added more combat to give you more sand. Yeah. You that's know? And real... maybe again, artificial constraint, like just uh-huh. give me at the end of an encounter, fill up my fucking sand. Yeah. Like, don't make me earn this. This means tested gameplay shit. <laughs> Stop me does not need me, to happen. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Just give me the fucking thing and yeah. let me have the fun. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, the, it doesn't need to happen because during longer platforming sections, you just have those wells of sand in the stage, you mm-hmm. know, where they yeah. didn't put combat. It was just like, oh, yeah, here's a here's a pickup for you to, you know, to give you more charges for when you go through. There's just a lot of ways for them to avoid engaging with this very, very weak system. And, you know, if if it sounds like I'm harping on it, it's because it legitimately, like, distressed me. And I'm already, you know, I'm already, like, kind of running on empty as far as, like, you know, psychic reserves goes. Yeah. But, like. And it's, like, 40% of the game as well. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's a lot of the game. Mm -hmm. You spend more time in combat than you remember. Like, if you you are listening to us and you have fond memories of Sands of Time, Mm -hmm. you probably have fond memories about the parts that are good. Yes. You spend more time in the combat than you remember, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that like damns the game because I came away like feeling a little bit warm towards this, yeah. but it is just by volume. It's not on its, you know, it's, it's barely on its best foot. Yeah. You know, it's like a 60, 40 split. Yeah. So yeah, um, it really does just get in the way. It gets in the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, you do um, have uh, an AI. You have an AI partner who is with you sometimes, kind of the secondary main character in the game, Farah, who is mm-hmm. uh, the princess of the kingdom that the uh, that the prince steals the dagger from. Uh, and she helps out in combat by uh, kind of providing archery support. Uh, however, mm-hmm. if she is attacked and dies, that's a game over. Uh, and she will also help you in puzzles sometimes. Like there are puzzles where like she runs and stands on a switch in order to change the state of the world so you can do something. 
Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't do anything with that. She just kind of no. does it. Yeah. It's not like you control her. You just say, well, like, hey, go do this thing. Well, sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she's, like, she's <laughs> yeah, waiting for you to, like, to step on the exact square to make her run and go do a thing. Or in my case, just she would just disappear. She fell through the world yeah. a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, Farrah. hey, Farrah, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. Poor Farrah. Yeah. Um, she, she's not not super great. She's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the story of this, she is the love interest. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is this is a love story. Um, she's the daughter of the Maharaja uh, that the prince took the dagger from. Mm-hmm. Um, and the prince's arc is being a chauvinist like jerk and then mm-hmm. eventually softening up. Yes. And that's as much, that's what we have as far as a story for the game. Like that's the, the body of it other than yeah. point a, which is fucking up the sand and point, you know, Z mm-hmm. putting the sand back. Yeah. When I was playing this, it was real. Like, you know, as far as interactions, especially when she starts like caressing you after you do a save point, it was very much like a like an Alex in Half Life, like oh, and here's your appointed girlfriend for for, for, yeah, the, for yeah. the runtime of this game. Government mandated, you know. <laughs> yeah, socialized girlfriends. The um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it it didn't feel. I don't know what she liked about him, other than it, he was like you know, uh, guy guy jump good. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I just and and I don't know what he liked about her. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, you know, it's a weird. Yeah. Like they, you know, we're we're not going to become too much of a parody of ourselves to get into the gender politics of Prince no, of Persia no. Sands of Time. I, just suffice it to say that if somebody wanted to, <laughs> uh, it's not great. Yeah, <laughs> so, like I, 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 it, bear, it bears mentioning just a, just a little bit because this is the thing that the game was really um, praised for was the interactions between the prince and Farah. Uh, that's, Farah, that's bonkers. To uh, me. Yeah, just like uh, you know, people were saying, you know, Farah is this really well realized female character and their banter back and forth is you know is is really entertaining and feels real and lived in like that was a thing that came up in the reviews quite a bit and you know played in the modern you know play, seen through modern eyes it doesn't it doesn't you know bear out yeah yeah that doesn't it it is not good actually like if if you think of this as like a cheesy uh pulp story mm-hmm. like like an indiana jones like you know indiana jones is always like shitty to his his women yeah um yeah. it, it kind of makes a sense mm-hmm. in that respect but you spend so many words on the the arc of them falling in love like most of the prince's dialogue is him ruminating to himself on whether he should ask her out yeah yeah you know it it's it doesn't it it doesn't work very well i don't right. think i don't think it's, it's i don't think she's a great character uh in terms of you know, a love interest or yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, no, neither's the prince. You know? <laughs> and, it, and the prince is also not a good character. Like this isn't a game for characterization. No, no, this is a you game know, it's, for, it's, for fun moving. Yeah. It's for trappy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the sound here, like I actually like the music in this game, mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. Uh, sometimes it's funny cause everyone warned me. They're like, Oh yeah, the, the warrior within or whatever turns into butt rock. It's here. Um, every once in a while this does. <laughs> yep. Dun, it's dun, fucking dun, hilarious. Dun, dun, dun. When you go, when you <laughs> go into the prison and he takes his shirt the off. The prison's amazing. <laughs> like, just like, what is going on? Uh, but when it's not doing that, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's doing fun. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's using kind of a stereotypical instrument palette, but like well, it's, it's a pyramid dot wave going yeah. on. <laughs> Lots you of know, pyramid come dot with wave. Windows 95, yeah. you know, but <laughs> yeah. Um, for, for me, so you played the PC port. Uh, I played the, just the original PlayStation two copy that I still had, you know, laying around from, you know, when I originally got it. Um, there's a real, um, voice sampling, 
quality problem, which I only mention because there's an awful lot of incidental dialogue that you just cannot hear because it's really muddy and there are mm. no subtitles. Yeah, it is kind of before subtitles yeah. were standard, which is a bummer. Yeah, because uh, well, I, I miss them as well. Even the kind of follow up to this, the Forgotten Sands, which was released in like 2010 or something like that, no subtitles in that either. Ooh, fucking what, bummer. Ubisoft? Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Um, the other thing, real quick, I think I want to say about the dialogue is that uh, the tuning on how often barks will happen while you're accomplishing a puzzle mm-hmm. is not good. Uh, so if you like the experience of trying to do like block push- pushing or uh, navigation puzzles while being constantly nagged, mm-hmm. uh, this game is for you. Yeah. You're, or you're, the other person in the room is will never fucking shut up while you're yeah. trying to do a puzzle. <laughs> or if you are taking notes while you are playing this game like I was and you're pausing the game uh, and every mm. 15 seconds in the menu, the prince is just saying, shall I go on? Shall I go on? Shall I go on? As you're trying no. to write these notes and you're just getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to go stand over here now. I don't want to be at this party to hear this story anymore. Like, would you get to the fucking punchline for the story? Like, get to the chorus, you asshole. Like, I don't know if you ever heard a guy describe a fight before. But if you if yeah, you know, no, if you've heard, heard a guy it. describe I've, a fight, yeah. have you heard him describe like 2,000 fights in a row? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the so there's story. this guy, and he walks up behind me. Yeah. I turn around, I'm like, yo, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I kept trying to drink water, and these guys were stopping me. <laughs> I stabbed him. He didn't die. Yeah. Well, you mean like I, last time? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it turns out I stabbed yeah. with the wrong sword. I had a smaller sword. It was special. It was blue. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, of course, soul. I did the, did. Then there was another guy. Let me yeah. tell you about him. He's very similar to the first guy, actually, but let's go into it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, Jesus. So I start here if we're interrupted. No, just tell me the end not to trust the vizier. Yeah? Like, like we don't just start anywhere. Like, this is not a story, my friend. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I understand so much what they were trying to do. It's, you know, the... the, the it's clever. Shazera, yeah, but it's it, very it, clever, yeah. but also it doesn't it's, add up to anything. Yeah, it just, it's it's weird. It just uh, yeah, it breaks down under under scrutiny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, pretty, you know, the, this game was designed by Jordan Mechner, although he was not initially involved with it. He, you know, did not want anything really to do with Prince of Persia after Prince of Persia 3D. You know, he owned the mm-hmm. IP, um, and Ubisoft bought it off of him, and he was like, "Yeah, good riddance. Go, go, go. Take this and run with it." And Ubisoft mm-hmm. Montreal started developing this uh, alongside Splinter Cell. Uh, these were both kind of concurrently put together. Um, mm-hmm. This one on the Jade Engine, which was used for Beyond Good and Evil. Like, this was back in a time when, like, U- Ubisoft was considered to be this weird boutique um, darling studio. When they put yeah. out this game and Beyond Good and Evil specifically within a within a year, and they were critically successful, but commercially, you know... Um, uh, didn't do that great. And people are like, oh, yeah. yeah, like Ubisoft is willing to take big risks compared to now, right? Yeah, as opposed to Ubisoft now, yep. poster child for stagnation. Yes. Um, Mechner was brought in, like, so they were showing it to to him, mm-hmm. you know, and he was very impressed with what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he then he joined the product as a creative consultant and eventually just took over as the designer, which is pretty impressive. Yes. Like, yeah, that, that dude's got some chops for, mm-hmm. you know, old Prince of Persia being an old game. Yeah. Coming through and doing the design on this. And I, you know, I don't know if this is just because I, I, I want to like that guy, but it's, it's hard for me to think that he just 
you know, the parts of this that feel true to the old games, mm-hmm. I would chalk up to him and the parts that don't feel like they were not. Yeah. You know? the, the, the parts like that it, do not feel like people who came up and just had recently really developed a lot of games specifically in the late PS1 and early PS2 era. Yeah. It's weird yeah. for me to think of Jordan Mechner all of a sudden developing this combat system. Right. You know, um, so his original uh, plans for the game, specifically the story, were these like really wild, bloated kind of thing with uh, multiple characters, nine main characters, <laughs> two love interests, all these factions, things like that. Um, this game actually has a lot of uh, specific points in which it was scaled back. Yeah. Um, there are little bits that you can find online of things. Like there was a one of the late things was like, like a slave village, like a whole level that was basically done. Yeah. That they cut of you like liberating a slave village. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, but like w- what Mector's initial plan was, you know, to me, it sounds like, he, you know, he had read all of these, you know, he read uh, you know, the Arabian Nights. There's another story that's cited, but I do not have the name of it up, uh, you know, specifically in these milieu. Uh, and he wanted to basically make The Last Express, but an action game and in this setting is, yeah. is really what it sounded like. Yeah. And luckily, you know, they scaled that way back. Yes. They say it went through like 150 different versions. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the rewind function was not initially part of the uh, of the design. It was actually <laughs> suggested by a member of the team who had recently played Donald Duck going quackers and, mm-hmm. won- and wanted the ability to rewind to undo his mistakes, like maybe playing Donald Duck going quackers. Uh, yeah. This is not the first game that had rewind. There was Blinks the Time Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out a couple years before this one. No, and there's also always like Cat Trap, which is the the one I always the Game Boy game I always try to oh, yeah, to yeah. when people talk about that stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is like a proto braid almost. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there there are games with with rewind uh, yes. that happened before. Um, the uh, the acrobatics in this were really difficult to implement. Um, so because they they didn't do this in a smart way. No, they didn't plan uh, it. Out. You know, and they, yeah, they didn't plan it out. They'll admit that. Mm-hmm. So like every time they did a new move. They had to uh, overhaul these other aspects of the game. Um, this kind of played into the AI as well. Uh, yeah. So one of the things I, I was like reading about this, the AI was all entirely tested on placeholder flat maps, mm-hmm. and which meant that when they tried to add them into the actual level geometry, uh, many enemies were just cut because they couldn't do differences in elevation. Mm-hmm. Like stairs, which probably suggests part of why they teleport. Yeah. Instead yeah. of walking to places. Mm-hmm. But um, there were like, uh, basically, you know, imagine doing all of your enemy testing in like Final Destination, no items, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden introducing, you know, another level. Yeah. And they're just like, what the fuck do I do? And the <laughs> AI was, and it wasn't just like something where it would fuck with the AI and they couldn't move. Mm-hmm. It was breaking the game left and right because yeah. enemies wouldn't see you so they couldn't engage Mm -hmm. and then the game would have flags where you have to defeat these enemies before you move on but Mm -hmm. they would never come to you yeah like you couldn't come to them they wouldn't come to you and it was fucking everything up it was all because of like a stair step yes you know between them yeah so this game is kind of held together with a bailing wire and twine um yeah you know like just there's so many bugs were created throughout this process that eventually you know they they discovered okay we've got we've got one really good QA tester um she's finding so many of these bugs let's just give them a dev kit and then basically yeah. Q, QA instead of just reporting the bugs started going in and fixing them you fix that <laughs> right yeah uh which is uh I, I, you know it doesn't seem like a way to the way to win a war to me 
no no it's yeah. it, it just it again like it's it's kind of kludgy like it ended up making something that works together better than you would think like it's yeah, still very yeah. impressive given the circumstances um, it's also you know there, there's probably you know i and i have not found it but like a very you know if this ever got out mm-hmm. like a really interesting long story about all of those different compromises that are made and how it intersects with the business side of this because yeah. The reason why they were cutting that stuff was to hit a release window. Mm-hmm. Like this game exists, you know, very, like all games do. Yeah. It exists very much at that junction of like ambition and business. Yeah. You know, and where one of them puts a speed governor on the other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that those the, the those exist somewhere. Maybe there was a making of on the HD remake that came out for this, but I did not have that version, so I didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so the initial sales of this game were slow, like beyond good and evil. It was just kind of considered to be this really ambitious game that didn't really find its audience. At least initially, uh, it was received very, very well by critics and eventually picked up enough, enough steam that they could justify doing a sequel. Um, and then another, mm-hmm. and then kind of continuing the franchise until they just completely stopped it. Yeah. yep, yeah. Including several like reboots and kind of just updates. Yes. Um, we mentioned that the combat system inspired uh, other free flow systems that you probably are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Arkham games and the games that came after those, yeah. um, which we have heaped a lot of praise on. Yes. You know, um, uh, having done two Arkhams. Yeah. Uh, this game also gave us the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed actually began as an open world Prince of Persia game. Uh, and they decided mm-hmm. to kind of morph it off into its own thing. Uh, I'm fond of at least the early ones of those, you know, the Assassin's Creed 2 you know, trilogy or whatever that happens there with Ezio. Um, and that's cool. Uh, that, that's cool that that huge important thing kind of began as a uh, kind of a side product of this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, this is a, as a spiritual successor or spiritual predecessor. Yes. Um, also, this was a major, uh, the first major leading role for the voice actor Yuri Lowenthal. He voices the prince uh, and he's in pretty much every other game you have played. He is not quite a Nolan North, uh, but, uh, you know, he voiced Spider-Man in the PS4 game. He has a bunch of JRPG roles, basically anything that is the intersection of anime and video games. He is in. So. Yeah, he's, he's Nolan North by Northwest, <laughs> the slightly off-center Nolan North. Um, I, I think he has, like, really, really huge, uh, like, Game of Thrones extra mm-hmm. energy to the, to me. Yeah, yeah. And I also was like, why is everyone British? That's a thing. Like prestige, you know, like location and period theater like this would just cast everybody as British. If brown, then British. Yep. (laughs) You know, as as a thing. Like I was just, I I mean, I'm not, again, not trying to get too 2020 with this, but it was just like, it's so weird that this guy is, you know, he sounds like he's going to get wine for Cersei (laughs) instead of sounding like a guy from Persia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a, it's an accent, (laughs) you know, it exists. It's a, it's like a, it's it's a mid 20th century, like, uh, like cinema thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Or they just didn't think it would sell super well with a guy with a Persian accent. uh, You know, after, you know, in 2003 in America. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, yeah, I think that's probably more likely than it being like an homage to Ishtar or whatever. Um, so there are two direct sequels, the warrior within and the two thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear bad things about those. I've not played them. Um, mostly about the soundtrack. Yeah. Warrior within metal it, it is. Yeah. Warrior within was the one that I played. Like it's interesting because it adds a nemesis figure. So basically over the course of messing with fate so much, the, you know, the prince actually awakens this time demon who chases him around the world. Um, mm-hmm. and there's lots of like pursuit sections with him coming after you, which is, which is kind of neat. And the, the, the puzzles are more, uh, 
you know, a, a little bit more fleshed out. It uses the time. Uh, but yeah, it, it does emphasize the combat a lot more and the aesthetic overall is just pretty execrable. My understanding is the two thrones actually kind of takes the good stuff from Worry Within and keeps that, but ditches the grimdark, you know, chug-a-lug music kind of stuff. Because, mm. you know, the prince is less emo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, in kind of completing the trilogy, but, you know, neither of them are considered to be as good or as, you know, essential or important as the sands of time. They take what happened here and then build on it. Yeah. As, as was the style at the time with sequels. Yes. Um, they, there's also like an interquel that came out. This is a really weird game that nobody talked about, but it's actually pretty good. Uh, the forgotten sands came out in 2010, I believe. Um, and that takes place between this and the warrior within. Um, and it's very similar to this. It's a very modest product, but uh, I remember enjoying it. Mm -hmm. yep. And the uh, reboot, which I, I had played, or the 2008 re uh, Prince of Persia, which is not a reboot, but it's just mm -hmm. an untitled, cel-shaded game. Yeah. Um, I had played that one, actually, yeah. uh, a little bit. Uh, it's not in the continuity, um, has big gameplay differences. And uh, my memory of it was that it would try to emphasize uh, Farah more. Um, in terms of gameplay, but I don't remember very much of it, and I never finished it because it's 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 not, a little, not really my steez. It's like, a little bit more what well, like what we're asking for with this. Like it gets rid of the rewind feature, and your um your companion uh who is I forget what her name is, just like a like like a magic user. She will like rescue mm -hmm. you if you fall. Like she you know you're, she's pretty much with you the entire time and like compliments you in battle. Not like Farrah mm -hmm. compliments you, but like compliment with an e more so. You know? Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, contributes in battle and kind of rescues you. Um, I remember playing a little bit of that and thinking, hey, yeah, this is cool. But it, it wasn't necessarily yeah. a thing that I was going to pursue. Yeah. In in general, I am going to I am happy leaving this behind. Yeah. Like this is not that interesting to me as an aesthetic or a gameplay mode. Mm hmm. Um, so when I was reading about these sequels and stuff like this is not something like Luigi's Mansion where like I'm ending it thirsty for more. Yeah. Yeah. Like happy I played this important game in game history, but mm -hmm. it yeah. sounds like I was just skipping over the entire body of the episode there to get to the ending. <laughs> uh, and I and I, I swear I'm not, but it, no, it's just no. kind of like just trying to search my memory for specific test chambers and what I think of that. <laughs> yeah. and it's difficult. But we'll we'll uh, we'll get into it here. Yeah, yeah. So there's a prologue. Yeah. Uh, you know, time is not a river. It's an ocean in a storm. Yeah. We got our narration here, starting with uh, a line that'll come back later. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just kind of a, a, a broad statement about what we're going to be playing with. Uh, as we start out with a pretty long opening cinematic, you know, talking about, you know, our main character, he's got this father, he's this Persian king, uh, and they were on a trip to visit their buddy, the Sultan of Azad, when uh, this vizier who worked for a local Maharaja they were passing by said, hey, come over here, get this cool sand, and I can give you eternal life. So they waged war on this, uh, on you know, on this, uh, you know, palace. 
Well, he initially said, hey, I'm going to open up the gates for you if I can have one thing from the treasure room. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Like, I want, he wants the eternal life. He wants mm-hmm. the dagger. Yeah. Um, he was not offering it. But he's, he's so slimy. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a non-slimy vizier. Please. <laughs> you know, just for, for once. Yes, less obviously life. villainous. M, M for NSV. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so he's he's super obviously evil mm-hmm. uh and the prince wants to prove himself there's this like you know tv trope style arc words of like honor and glory like yeah yeah he keeps trying to get honor and glory he wants to prove himself to his father mm-hmm. so he went ahead of the attacking party to get into the uh the city yeah because he, this he is knows he's not tutorial. much of a fighter he's you know he's he's a like a thief kind of guy like, yeah it doesn't stop him you're <laughs> right from, from, from just constantly fighting Mm-hmm. But he's not much of a fighter, it's true. Yes, yeah. Uh, but this gets us our tutorial. You know, we go through um, and do a bunch of our stunts. You know, there's a, it, tell, it gives us a little prompt uh, when we go about things. It's really ham-handed. Like, the first time you do any of your stunts, the game slows down to show it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's pretty impressed by itself, somewhat justifiably, but then also... Yeah, like, you know, graphics and presentation. Yes. Always going to look silly in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Like in 30 years, the stuff that we're super psyched about how good it looks now, we will feel silly about. Yes. Um, you eventually get into this treasure vault and this is through fighting. Again, we talked about all that stuff in generalities and yeah, yeah. you just Prince of Persia your way there. Right. Yeah. Um, to get up to the dagger of time. Right. Um, and as you do so, you grab it, the ceiling collapses and time slows. so You can get out of the way. Right. This is how the prince discovers, you know, the innate abilities of the dagger. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it would just be the dagger of slashing. I thought the time was just the name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's actually a peninsula. Um, yeah. So, um, but, you know, that is only one small thing that it does. You know, the reason that the vizier wanted the dagger uh, was to actually use as a key for this gigantic hourglass that holds the sands of time. Uh, you know, so the prince, you know, you, you, you prince of Persia, your way back. Um, and you know, you found the dagger, the vizier can't use the hourglass without it. The king does not, you know, it re- refuses the request. The vizier wants the dagger. King refuses saying, Hey, it's, you know, it's, it's my son's. He found it finders keepers. So we're yeah. going to continue. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the party continues like the viewers is like, well, and then just continues <laughs> to go with you. And I'm like, why are you still here? Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, they go to uh, Azar uh, with captives, like people they have taken yeah, yeah. from this palace, they, including they, Farah. They've killed the Maharaja, and Farah is kind of in among the slaves that they have taken. Yeah. And she she recovers from it well. Yeah. Like, she she basically forgives all of this pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so they get up there. They show Azar the sands of time here. And the vizier explains, like, oh, the prince has this dagger that allows us to use the sands. And the prince is like, all right, dagger, me. Walks forward, puts the dagger into the hourglass. Pharaoh tries to yell and stop him. They brought all the slaves into mm-hmm. uh, this room for a reason. And uh, cannot. The sand explodes and turns everybody into sand monsters. Yes. Uh, the only unaffected people, you know, here, just pretty much mostly the only unaffected people are the prince, the vizier, and Pharaoh. You know, even, yeah. you know, Azar and even the prince's father are all taken over. Yes. Um, the vizier yep. demands the dagger saying, hey, I can undo that that mistake that I made you make by telling yeah. you to do that, uh, you know, to get to bring your father back. But the prince, you know, dashes out. Yeah. And and the the prince seems like he could take it back as well. Yeah. I don't think you noticed yet uh-huh. exactly how to use the button. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's one button on the dagger. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it does different it. things when you hold it versus when you press it. I've got no yeah, idea. Maybe. <laughs> no. Um, there's a couple times in this, I didn't really make note of them. A couple times, though, where like you're like, oh, I can't take that back. And I'm like, that's all you can do. Yeah. Like that, That's your whole thing. <laughs> like, There's one notable scene where like he's running along a bridge and then he falls like down, you know, several, you know, several stories. And he's like, damn it, I'm stuck. I'm like, and no, you're not. You no. never be, you'll never be stuck again. Yeah. Like, you, that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, it's like how in the Sonic movie, how he kept forgetting he was the most powerful being in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Like time shit is, is the most powerful superhero power you can have. Yeah. You're an Omega level mutant dog. Yeah, you're you're omniscient. Yeah, Prince, <laughs> act like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this gives us our initial battle with our sand monsters and kind of starts the actual gameplay section of the game. Um, yeah. You know, it's real basic here. You're fighting dudes with swords. You know, we're going to talk about when they add in the other different kinds of enemies. But you know, these guys, you can vault over them. You basically can use every move that you're able to. Yeah, and the vault is the key. Yes. Like it's you know similar to like that's how I play Batman too. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Just lots of vaults. Yes. Um so as you you're the prince, you know, you see Pharaoh running away, you you there, you see this fountain of sand and you step into it, and these are your save spots. Yeah. And these are really weird. Um they show you a, a super dramatic um vision of the future mm-hmm. of how to solve the upcoming puzzles. Yeah. I don't know what the game adds by doing that in advance. I don't know. I like I, I don't think that I, I don't think it takes away. And in fact, like there there were sometimes there would sometimes be things that I would, you know, recognize, but like shown out of their context, it's actually hard to treat this as actual clues for what's going to happen. Yeah. I, like, I just ended up finding the kind of re- repetition of it a little bit annoying. Yeah. Like the, the super dramatic, you know, musical sting. The here's a bunch of platforms. I don't know what they are mm-hmm. as opposed to having like something actually in the, you know, cause the idea is it's a hint system and it spoke to that, that thing about like, you know, got to punish you a little bit. Yeah. You know, so if, if I got to a point where I was stuck in a puzzle, I could backtrack to the save spot and watch the the movie again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what did, what did that take from me? Like what, mm-hmm. you know, what did that add to the experience of making me backtrack? Yeah. You know, like I think ideally the idea would be you remember it. Like you, mm-hmm. you see it and you keep in mind. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But they're so abstract and like cut so quickly. Yeah. It's really hard to do that without knowing exactly what's referencing. Yes. So as a hint system, I don't think it's very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, it also throws weird. in, it also throws in narrative misdirections, like the visions that this shows you, it is really setting up Farah as somebody who's going to betray you. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Farah is naive. Mm-hmm. Is her, is her worst crime. Yes. Yeah, she's not evil. Yeah. Um, so shortly after this, we are still continuing to uh, chase after Farah. Uh, this introduces the kind of trapeze section where you're swinging along mm-hmm. these bars. I really like this. This feels like locked into a grid like Tomb Raider does a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, understanding when you need to go for the one that's in front of you or like when it will be best to, you know, swing into a wall and vault off of that to get even higher. Like, this is always fun, especially when you can do a long run of them without breaking rhythm. Well, and they they do a a really genius thing here. As opposed to making it physics-based, there's just a button to make you swing. Yes. And you have two states. So, like, the problem with these things in in normal video games is that it's granular. You have, like, uh, it's analog, rather. So, like, you are swinging just a little bit or swinging a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, or maximum swinging. Yeah. Here, you're either basically, you you just started or you're swinging at full speed. Mm -hmm. 
it's just binary. So if you're swinging at full speed, you're always able to get the jump. Yeah. Whereas other situations like this in video games, a lot of times it's a judgment call whether I'm getting enough momentum mm -hmm. to, to make the jump. And taking that away is actually, like, I think really clever and good. Yes. Like, it makes us feel, like, you know, better. It takes something and turns it into a navigation, like, environmental puzzle as opposed to kind of a guess based on you, you, you know, making suppositions about the physics of the world yeah you know that that eventually you'll get but and internalize but it takes away that step yeah you never have to like internalize the physics because everything's on a grid there isn't you know there are physics but they're not mm -hmm. they don't behave simulationy at all yes no you know if it was the case where it was analog and like there was just a speed that you had to get up to to get to reach your maximum jump all that would lead to is just me swinging for mm, four times longer than I need, needed to mm -hmm. to make sure I had and a whole several deaths <laughs> when you right. didn't have that, you know, when you are several rewinds when you didn't know. Yeah. You know, and yeah. rewinds, you start with three of these, like they're mm -hmm. very limited. Yeah. Uh, they expand yeah. as you, uh, as you kill enemies, which is nice, I suppose. So they expand. I thought they expanded as you picked up those little sand piles, those like, uh, heart containers. Like, one of them, of those. one of them expanded. So you got like kind of the two meters. There's like the yeah. there's the actual like uh, rewind charges, and then there's the complementary charges that uh, control your um, combat abilities that grow alongside yeah, it. Yeah. One of them, one of them grows with one, and the other grows with the other. I think that the uh, the heart containers ones, the piles of sand, give you additional nodes. Yeah, and then every sixteen enemies, you get. Uh, the combat ability yeah secondary node i will believe you but yeah it, it grows over time you know and that mm -hmm. is good it feels like it grows you know well enough with the complexity of the puzzles so you always have like just enough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes yeah. um but yeah the uh the, the the swinging here is good other forms of swinging you do later on also good um mm -hmm. this is where you get the ability to uh stop time for enemies you know, you can do yeah. the stab, you can do the, uh, the, the slow-mo. I never got a lot of use out of the slow-mo because you slowed down a lot as well. Yeah. It's not, it's not relative slow-mo. It's not max. Pain. It's real weird. I, I thought it would be the key to doing the, like press a button and start a timer puzzles. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's really not. No, no. You know? Um, so yeah, I didn't get a lot of use out of that either. I didn't no. stop, you know, stop freeze enemies a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Especially if I want combat to end very quickly. <laughs> Which I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 10 times out of 10. Uh -oh. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, this section also introduces your, your health up uh, kind of thing. I think this is really cool. Just you'll, mm -hmm. you'll go to an out of, out of the way area of a test chamber, or oftentimes these are kind of in the space in between different levels uh, where there's just a hallway that ends up twisting in an impossible way. And it start you start noticing there are veils hanging and as you, you know, go into the darkness, you come out into this impossible fountain space where you go in, drink from the fountain in the middle, wake up back in the real world outside of where that hallway was. And now there's no hallway. There's a wall. Yeah. Yep. It's a little, little magical realism there. Love it. Going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you end up with a really large health bar by the end of this. Yes. Like it's, it's semi generous <laughs> and it doesn't matter because in combat, you'll be rewinding the same one hit worth of health, uh, yep. uh countless times. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so eventually you catch up with Farah, um, and she, uh, says, give me back the, you know, give me back the dagger. Um, and the prince, you know, gets in this, like, why should I trust you? Yeah. Stuff. And I'm like, dog, you just came and killed her father and saved her. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, Every, my friend. everything she loved is gone. So, yeah, you, you did this, like you're, you're responsible for this. Yeah. Um, 
so you know you're you kind of become a sulky baby and then uh, i want actually you know we didn't talk about this in generalities but i want to kind of chat about it here mm-hmm. um every non-humanoid enemy in this somehow sucks worse than humanoid enemies do it's really bad and these the beetles birds. The, 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 the fucking, fucking birds, birds dude the birds like ah <laughs> uh, no i was gonna talk about the birds when we got there we got the, no, beetles. I I just... <laughs> the beetles yeah. not necessarily the, beetles. the 60s sucked <laughs> a terrible decade for music with the birds and the beatles um <laughs> the but don't forget the bats the decade for music oh, yeah oh the six... bats are great though actually what there's a flying nun oh. <laughs> flying nun, the bats. okay yeah all right yeah. I, I didn't know i didn't know there yeah. was a band called the bats no i was more it, talking about the bats that you fight in this game Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody needs to spend some time on their their flying nun records. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Good. Uh, okay, no, that's it's all good. good. And, uh, New Zealand best. I'll, best I'll believe you. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, they're high fidelity. Rock. All right, cool. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but the bats in the game are not good. Mm, no, uh, they're bad. Uh, the Beatles yeah. are the least worst of them. They're they're just numerous, uh, and they only take like one hit to take out. I have no idea why they're here. Really mindless. Yeah, you know, one of the cut enemies is going to be a tiger, which like might have been topical. You know, yeah. Well, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. It might have been uh, tougher, like a tough enemy, because yeah, the thing yeah. that the the animals have in common is they all die very quickly, but they all come up at annoying fucking times. Yeah, they they, they all ruin the platforming. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <sighs> um, so be- so beetles. Um, mm-hmm. You step out on this balcony after this, and we see some winged creatures flying the hourglass away from the palace. Um, and the prince believes that the vizier is their master. Yes. So, okay, he's got winged creatures now. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to the bottom of this guest room, this like bed chamber, and uh, where they're introduced to time slowing puzzles here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we introduced to, to, dra- a door. to pushing and dragging things. Like we got to find yes. a hidden passageway by moving one of the dressers, and then mm-hmm. we've got to get through a door that closes. Uh, when you step off of a uh, when you step off of a switch, you you know you freeze time. You step on the switch and then get through the door before the uh, before the time freeze ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one of the things this game does that's pretty good is that pushing and pulling things is really fast. Yes, you know you don't you don't do the like Ugh! you know yeah. struggle thing. Like it's like you know I can actually move things pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. It's also really apparent where stuff needs to go to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is nice. um so we get through this uh and we get past a collapsing bridge and we get to the core of the palace's defense system there's a very loud guard like his performance is the most over-the-top thing in the game uh kind Mm -hmm. of yelling at you from the top of the cylindrical chamber like we need to restart it then then it'll kill the monsters i i hate this guy so much (laughs) um if he had been the m boss i would have like raised this a letter grade in my head (laughs) like just oi pull the lever like he's, he's very <laughs> picked him up in the right order yeah, picked him up in the right that's good pick him up in the right order uh, and we got the some, end of it, there's some sad monsters in it <laughs> it's yeah, gov uh, at the end and this gets past the puzzle but there's not a lot to the puzzle um you know, it's it's fine. I, like I, you're, I like you're, it. it. It's a little awkward, but I, you know, I was I was happy to like plan it out. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I was like, okay, I get what I need to do. Now I just yeah. have to press the right buttons to do it. Um, but the at the end of it, he goes like, pull the lever. And this game does not know what a lever is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always refer to these like like a hanging 
pull-up bar yeah as a lever uh-huh and i was like looking for the lever and i couldn't find the lever because i was uh-huh. looking for a video game style lever yeah and he's just yelling at me constantly like pull the lever and i'm like i will fucking end you like if i ever if i ever see you in an alley or the voice actor in an alley or at a convention uh-huh i'm gonna punch you in the fucking throat like leave me alone i was so goddamn annoyed at this like yeah yeah because there's no lever and it's like it's it's a pulley mm-hmm. like it's a pull chain it's 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 not it's not a lever yeah Ah! Well, and, and also, like, he is constantly, you know, shouting these barks and giving you these kind of oblique hints as you are trying to, you know, during the process of solving this puzzle. Like, he's just reminding you what the different, um, like, spinners do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to rotate and raise this kind of central platform to pick up these different axles that are coded by, like, different phases of the moon, you know? And, like, you're, you're going around and, you know, just there, there's a lot of movement involved in getting this thing up. Um, and he is just constantly interrupting your train of thought by shouting useless repeated information. Yeah. Uh, it's really obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, so getting, getting, doing a puzzle while being yelled at is, is part of the experience of this game for sure. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, but at the very least he gets his, uh, just desserts. He deserved to die for annoying me, Gary. Um, (laughs) yeah, uh, this activates the palace's prince specific traps. And, uh, instead of killing the sand monsters, like this guard thought would happen. No, it just kills the guard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now we're, now there are traps everywhere and you very rarely see these. Like I was hoping that I'd be able to use the defenses to like make combat easier or something. That would require combat to happen when you, (laughs) that would require like this game to be less modal than it is. Yeah. Yeah. You just create a bunch of you know, obstacle courses for yourself. Yeah. Basically. Um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're introduced to a new trap. Um, these spike traps on the floor where you have to walk very slowly mm-hmm. and these buzz saws that run, run along the side of the walls. Yes. Uh, so we're near wall running uh-huh. again. That's the basic way that people got around this very fun palace. <laughs> um, nobody used and, floors. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. That, that, that is so the 12th always, century. The is always lava. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I like the floor spikes quite a bit. I think that's a really clever way to do those. To where you have yeah, to uh, yeah. do a you know tiptoe over them. That that's worked into the yeah. time sections really well. It's also interesting where uh, sometimes you'll have to land on them, mm-hmm. you know, or avoid landing on them rather because landing on them also sets them off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you uh, head out to this courtyard. Uh, we have the fat enemies that will prevent you from jumping over them. No, you can um, jump over these want... ones. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. It's not the, that's the later fat enemies. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we get yeah. the spear guys, and then uh, the, uh, around this point, the ones that you cannot jump over, at least throughout most of the game, are the ones that have the uh, the double the double sided. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The bakla. Um, uh, we're also introduced to the rebound attacks, where you kind of do like Chun Li and jump off the wall and mm-hmm. attack a guy. Yeah. Um, so on our way up. Again, we are just going to continuing trying to get to the outside. Uh, we get the spinning scimitar blades uh, that pop out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, these are kind of cool because they either go um, uh, like in 180 degree kind of increments or 90 degree increments. And they they all mm-hmm. move on kind of a locked in rhythm. Uh, so you yeah. can really plan out your your progression through them. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about it, uh, but you don't have a traditional jump in this. You have a contextual jump. When you get to the end of something, if mm-hmm. you press what would traditionally be the jump button, you do a dodge roll. Yeah. And your dodge roll has iframes. Yeah. Um, which is a very early example of that. Like, you can dodge through these, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. Yeah. 
uh, which I don't know, like that's not something that I knew could happen when I first played this. Uh, but yeah. knowing dodge rolls, man, uh, really yeah. uh, lightened my load on these. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we uh, get a cool one here. We get a good one like, to me, a good one of these long, uh, long timed hallway sections where it's pretty, you know, normal. Uh, until the end, the door is slowly closing. At the end, there is that you have two options. Basically, either side of the wall over these uh, instant death spike traps. One is fast and dangerous. Like you have to, you know, run through just a very uh, narrowly timed um, set of buzz saws. The other one, uh, it's slower and a little bit more safe. It involves kind of tiptoeing past these. Um, tiptoeing past the spikes and like which one you take is going to be determined by how much time you have left before the door closes entirely yeah yeah neat idea i like yes. the idea of these things where there are two different uh two different paths yeah um yeah just because for as fun as the platforming and stuff is in this it is often very prescriptive there's one way to get through it mm -hmm. yeah yeah agreed um so the uh this is the area where i got uh, I was low on health because of traps mm -hmm. and then ended up in this boss fight. Uh, one of very few boss fights in the game. Yeah. And I had, you know, a sliver of health mm -hmm. uh, and then had to go in and, uh, you know, so you, you, the, your prince's dad is here now. He's a demon. Um, it's him and his army that you're fighting. Um, this is me running down to the end of the hallway with teleporting idiots after me, <laughs> trying to get to the fountain to get a couple quick drinks in. Mm-hmm before having to actually do the fight. And this was uh, beyond fucking obnoxious. Yes. Um, hated if, this. If I die in a boss fight, respawn me with, I don't know. With health. Yeah. Maybe not full health if you don't feel like being generous. I would argue it doesn't hurt you to be generous. Maybe half yeah. health, you know? not yeah. Don't respawn me with one hit worth of health. You can check this. You know. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and full health really would have been. Yeah the the correct move i think here yeah um uh, I, I was really annoyed by this this yeah. fucking long tedious fight this is where i fell uh out of love with the combat yeah i was never in love with it but this is mm -hmm. where i was like oh that's gonna be a problem in this yeah game. you know if the double spear guys that you couldn't vault over were not introduced before this they are out in force here um so it takes away yeah. a major um, you know a major move that you have for you know getting out of these you know <laughs> you are surrounded scenarios yeah. The you know the 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 king himself um is a very tough enemy. Uh you know he's he's bigger than all the rest. He's got a big old uh, falchion or whatever. Uh you can't vault over him and he comes after you and attacks you, he knocks you down pretty much immediately. You can't really get at him because you have to do like dodge rolls around him, but to do that you need to take out all the other enemies. The other enemies, they seem unlimited just because there are so many of them. They come wave after wave, but it's a game of avoiding the king while taking out his his stooges so you can get him alone and deal with him at all reasonably. Yeah. Yep. Really obnoxious. Yes. Really tedious. Um afterwards, uh, you know, you're super mad. Um, the Pharaoh tries to comfort you, you know, for your father's death. You're like, that was not my father. It was quick. Um, you know, and, uh, you're at the save point, you wake up from this vision, you see Pharaoh trying to take the dagger. Right. Um, she wants to undo the disaster, you know, cause the sands are going to continue to spread. And now you're basically on Pharaoh's side, even though you're still kind of playfully jousting. Yeah. So this begins it at least, you know, they're on equal yeah. terms kind of, um, but yeah. 
we need to uh, proceed together. We need to team up. And here she is with you, not making that much of a difference. And she does help in the combat. When she shoots somebody with an arrow, uh, they will kind of like double over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of helps. Yeah. Uh, also, she will sh- she will shoot you in combat. <laughs> I, I never got shot. Yeah. Happened to me a lot. You, sh- you shouldn't have mouthed off, Cole. Um, <laughs> talk, talk shit, get shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Talk shit, get hit. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. play stupid games, win stupid prizes, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if, if you are standing next to an enemy that she is trying to shoot, uh, you will get hit and she will apologize to you. Yeah so yeah, yeah um but yeah it's fine um they're new enemy here uh these female warriors who dual wield um these i think the gimmick to them was you have to block them and then they open up yeah yeah um you know so that's what i how i took care of them uh again like you're never the uh it's 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 really kind of amazing how poorly the combat is like handled in this because it feels like a very video game design dot you know 101 kind of thing to mm-hmm. uh when you introduce a new enemy you introduce them by themselves and then start doing mix-ups yeah yeah these are immediately throwing you in groups mm-hmm. so like our unclarity on like my unclarity on which enemies would stop you from jumping over them when yeah is is you know partly my fault because it's you know me not being ob- observational but partly because this game never does the very like mario brothers one yeah you know here's an enemy by itself learn how to use them now there's mm-hmm. two of them now they're in mix-ups like, it's always just, what if you fought a bunch of dudes? <laughs> you know? What if every you were single surrounded? fucking time. What if you were surrounded? Like, every single time. <laughs> I, just, I just picture Jordan Mechner walking around, looking, just looking at a designer whiteboard. What if he was surrounded? And, like, it's brilliant. You know, and he's just drawing <laughs> in a bunch of little stick figures around him. <laughs> like, I, you know, and so that's the, the thing that's frustrating about these, these enemies, because I played the whole game. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, like, I... Uh, really want to understand these enemies because i'm gonna they're they take early game enemies and you're constantly running into them like these ladies will be part of the mix-ups for the whole game Mm -hmm. why am i ending the game not being totally sure what their gimmick is yeah it's because combat is this chaotic hard to follow mess Mm -hmm. that is kind of just thrown at me in big bursts yeah additionally like the you know throwing a new enemy into the mix should be something to be celebrated in terms of gameplay you know like yeah ah shit like more possibilities here like maybe they will interact with my abilities in a different way turns out not really really. Um, and and when they do it is just a way to deny you your 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 own your own moves and attacks and stuff um yeah it doesn't articulate like it just it it just there's no like systemic integration here like even like between enemy uh, you know they do not fight differently together again just as a result of the fact that there really is no ai going on here yeah yeah bummer um so you get uh, all your power power tanks at this point to uh get your mega freeze now Mm -hmm. which is basically a a smart bomb yes so freezes everyone and they'll die in one hit um and we climb up the, this tower, lots of these like kind of parallel bars, doing wall jumps, um, rebounding off of them to reach higher levels mm-hmm. of uh, parallel bars to reunite with Farah. Yes. Uh, you get there and you discover her ability, which is to squeeze through cracks um, and hit switches to open doors for you. It's a very video game. Sometimes she just doesn't see the cracks and doesn't go through. Yeah, you have to kind of stand by them until she figures it out right get the um if you can yeah yeah 
Uh, there's no like there's no prompt when you're next to it to inspect it and say, hey, come over here. It's just whatever she decides to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we get down this other chamber by taking turns, pulling these levers to rotate uh, stairways. Uh, and mm -hmm. This introduces the scissor blade traps, which basically uh, make the floor on particular platforms lava um, rhythmically. You know, they will, mm -hmm. you know, just uh, they, they don't react to you standing on it, but it just they will snip at certain intervals and you have to time standing on them uh standing on the, pl on the platforms around their snips yep okay yep. um at the bottom um you get to this area i didn't really read this as this and it's maybe i just fucked it up too soon <laughs> you know um it's... or you move boxes over switches and enemies are not immediately aggressive yeah like the enemies are on a patrol this is the only time where you really have the ability to determine when you aggro and who you aggro. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's a way to get through this without combat, but yeah, uh, you are trying to move these boxes over switches. Um, this introduces the boxes again. Like we said, this is not that huge of a problem in terms mm -hmm. of moving them around. It's very quick. Um, yep. And this takes us through um, outside and into the King's Menagerie. Uh, we have to climb up his huge cage tower. I imagine this might have been where the tigers were introduced. Oh, uh, probably. Probably. Instead, we get the birds, Gary. The birds. I um, think the birds look cool. I always like a bird with that big old curved, thin beak, like an ibis or whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as I can tell... Again, it might be trying to figure out what the gimmicks are. The enemies in this is that, like, the birds, you also counterattack. Like, you block and then counterattack. Yeah. It just doesn't work when there are a billion of them and they do it while you're fucking platforming. Yep. Or when you're, you like, know, walking on a balance beam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of balance beam birds, man. Mm hmm. BBBs. Um, really obnoxious. Ah. <laughs> yeah. BBBs. Yeah. Uh, the bird, the birds are not good. You have to wait for them to attack you. You have to, you have to uh, counterattack it. The game does have like a parry and repost system. I, in the twenty years that I've been playing this game, or you know, the twenty years that I've been aware of it, uh, seventeen, I suppose, um, I have not been able to get a trick to trigger once. Yeah, it, it just yeah. It, it's like not, it's not very strong. It just says attack while you're blocking, and you know you will you will you know return the attack. No. No, that's not not, not going to happen. Doesn't happen here. You just have to, just have to, you know, either block or take the attack, and then wait a second, and then hope that the enemy is still near you. Hope that the bird is still yeah. close enough for you to hit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you get to the top of this cage tower, um, and the save spot here gives you the first vision of Farah betraying you. Uh, this is where it shows uh, it shows her letting you fall off of a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but she's a bro. She's not yeah. going to actually do that. Right. Um, we're into this hallway uh, where there's these kind of time challenge with those spinning scimitar blades mm -hmm. that pop up. And uh, they spin in this way where, like, the easy way around has spikes, mm -hmm. uh, which you can't run over. So you have to time your rolls very carefully. Uh, this is tricky. Yeah. Tricky and good. This is where I was like, oh, yeah, my, I have iframes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get outside and the birds really come home to roost on your head while you're standing on a ledge. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. in this cliffside and waterfall section that also like the, this, this part involved like a, like a non-trivial amount of backtracking, you know, yeah, and it's weird. Yeah. And yeah. a game that so often 
it is clear which way is forward and which way is back just like hitting a wall and having it be like oh yeah go back to a couple platforms before and then do this wall run that you have opened up it's just not something that, that it did and i found myself stuck here trying to find find a way forward where there was none yeah yeah it's not great and when you're fighting the birds on ledges basically all i would do is flail wildly yes like that's all i could really do and just kind of mm-hmm. hope and take some damage if they hit you while you're standing aligned. if they hit you while you're standing you're yeah. gonna fall and grab if they hit you while you're yep. grabbing you will fall off yeah obnoxious yes um breakthrough though into the baths um where uh there are these dudes with chain weapons that pop up i <laughs> uh, hear this new enemy i don't know how they're different gary <laughs> I don't know how they're different either. I didn't really like, there's a weird, like there's also, I mean, I know we're harping on the combat a lot and not, it's so weird because we're the parts of this that are good. Like we're, we're, we're trying, over. I'm trying to underline. <laughs> yeah. We end up skipping over a lot of just like where it's like, yeah, you Prince of Persia over here. Yeah. It, it, consistently it feels fun and good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is joyous and good. It's just hard to describe. Like the friction points obviously stand out, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're friction points. Um, part of the thing is that enemies also kind of bled together because of their visual yeah yeah i uh, think like they'll have the basically the same color scheme yeah just them. great great gray skin and like red or maybe like a little bit of blue or yellow in their clothing yeah yeah it's just i want them to look different more mm-hmm. different than yeah. they do now but yeah. yeah these guys pop up and they're fine yeah we get a sword now uh, oh yeah this is where we get our uh our upgrade here uh yeah. it, it does a little bit more damage uh, enemies mm-hmm. will go down in some more attacks. Don't worry. They will immediately introduce tougher enemies where you are uh, back to square zero. Yeah. Keeping you at the curve. Uh, yes. The big Metroidvania thing is you can now break uh, walls mm-hmm. with these, uh, the sword. And one of them will unlock the original Prince of Persia. I love it when games do this. Yep. Um, yeah. I wasn't See, like down to just play Prince of Persia right now, but I like <laughs> Prince of Persia in I general. F- I fired it up. I did a couple, I did a couple of levels. Just because I yeah. was, at this point, I was frustrated with Sands of Time. Um, yeah. I have yeah. so many good memories of playing Prince of Persia at the, uh, I never had a home copy, but when we went to the library, this was the game that I would always sit down to play uh, before yeah. uh, before all of the Macs had missed on them. Yeah, it's cool. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's you know, a, a proto Another World or Abe's Odyssey or whatever. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so there's a big battle in the soldier's mess hall. It is otherwise unremarkable, except this is the first time where I lost Farah in combat. Mm. Um, and this ended up being a bigger problem later for, um, an encounter that is just the fucking pits. But here is where I realized, oh yeah, this kind of is an escort mission. Like she has a health bar when she yells for help. She might need the help. She actually uh, needs help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. wait. <laughs> Um, so the, that, that is, that is a frustration. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's a drawbridge here, um, that we, uh, cross here and we move outside. The prince re- lips, rips his sleeves off for no reason um, <laughs> at this point. Well, I mean, like the bassist has their attention to himself somehow. Like, otherwise you're not going to get the girl. Just, yeah. The guitarist and the singer, you know, uh, real, real obvious appeal. The drummer has stamina. Like the bassist needs something to peacock. Like, <laughs> I had a, I was at a family function and I'm not going to be specific about this. Um, and a family, we were eating dinner, family member got up and, and, and left, uh, went to another room and came back out, um, in like a tank top or a sleeveless shirt. And he sat down and continued eating. You're like, Hey, well, what, what was, what was going on? Like, Oh, I had to free up my arms. <laughs> <laughs> the prince had to free up his arms. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you corn on the cob? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I had to free up my arms. <laughs> when I when I was like uh the in eighth grade. Okay. Um my favorite t shirt was a Beavis and Butthead t shirt. Okay. I love Beavis and Butthead. And I ended up making that a sleeveless shirt mm-hmm. because I was in eighth grade and a little idiot. And I wore it all the time. <laughs> so I just want everyone to imagine how cool uh, I was. My hair was like super brown, semi mullet. Uh huh. And uh yeah, big chubby teen arms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a homemade sleeveless, like just ripped off sleeves. That's that is so great. Very cool look. Yeah, just me reading the Dungeon Master's Guide in study hall with mm-hmm. that look. Yeah. So in case you thought I was cool in eighth grade, that's what I was like <laughs> in eighth grade. You're always talking about how like oh I didn't play that game or I didn't watch that show as a teenager doing kickflips and getting pussy. <laughs> well, that was in ninth grade. Okay. Like I, I just that shirt and then it was all pussy forever. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. So the, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I had to get rid of the shirt first though. The shit was a shirt was really uh yeah kept on it keeping them away. You know. <laughs> so. Oh jeez. Uh, but I lost yes. my virginity at sixteen. It wasn't great. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Didn't so, need to know okay. that, but okay. Uh, anyway, you uh, you go to uh, we get separated from Farah here. Okay. Um, she gets stuck in this tower. Uh, she can't get out, and she's like, "Hey, meet me back at the baths." And, and this is the, the prince greatest... thinks it's very funny that he does it, that that he's being asked to go to the baths. Yeah. Like, what is happening with the humor of this section? And so, I, like, I took it that he was just in, incensed that she thought that she could order him around. Like, the entire, like, next two sections have the prince talking to himself. Go to the bath, she says. Oh, yes, I'll be there right away, your highness. Ooh, I'm just a prince. Oh, no, don't worry. I'll meet you there. Like, he's just going on this, like, for nobody, just talking to himself. And as he's saying, okay, is this part of the story that he's telling to Farrah at the end of this? That's what I was thinking about, how <laughs> funny that is. Whereas, like, remember when he did that really horrible thing? Yeah. I really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I want to get married, but before? <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was, so I thought, I was taking it as, like, both, like, how would she deign to order me? Also, why would I know where the baths are? Well, we just went, we just came through them. The baths were. <laughs> or, like, how to get to the baths. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he has to go, like, this is a really sloggy, like, you have to go through the caves to get to the bath because nothing is designed. Right, right. In this game. You know, um, but yeah, he's just constantly doing it. It's very obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a long section. Yeah. It also introduces balance beams, which I think as far as the traversal stuff in this game is it's one misstep. Yeah. Uh, because I, I just never think this is that fun. Uh, this is a video game dot video game thing, but yeah i love it it's it slows you down you know there's never really any danger there and like the presence of balance beams and just the animation of like oh oh, yeah is is to add suspense you know there's not really any suspense when you can undo undo them you know any mistakes that you make well Um, and the fact that you can just uh like it's not even you don't just do it through the time thing it's just mm -hmm. when you fall you like grab on the ledge and you just get back up right and yeah. and this is not Sands of Time is not unique in this. Mm-hmm. This is no, this the, is just kind of balance beams in video games. Yeah, the balance beams in God of War are fucking atrocious. Yeah, yeah, same thing. You know, and it's it's a bummer. Like yeah. I just don't think it adds very much. Especially since like, this game is about freedom of movement at its best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When it is at yeah. its best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, next we get to this gatehouse section. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get to the ground and raise up this gate. Uh, this is the section where you're fighting the most animals. 
because mm-hmm. like the you know the ground is this kind of collection of ruins or whatever it's covered in beetles um so you raise the gate in order to create the surface to wall run across um and <laughs> to get back up there you have to backtrack uh over all of these balance beams that helped you get down while you are being harried by birds who kind of seem to respawn in waves um yeah so eventually it was just like all right well i'm gonna fight all the birds until they're not here anymore because uh, they are complicating and making the backtracking i need to do impossible yeah yeah it's annoying mm-hmm. um it's weird though because i yeah, i imagine i always think of the straw man who's gonna like slam us for inconsistencies Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we like is when things are integrated yes like generally but this just isn't the way to do it no you know we we never like when things are just annoying Mm -hmm. you know nobody likes being nagged like nobody likes being needled while you're trying to do something yeah yeah that's not the same thing as integration Mm -hmm. and the integration (laughs) for this would be like you do a puzzle like the birds are coming to annoy you for this Mm -hmm. and then you do a puzzle thing to like close off the source of the birds yeah yeah you know or the bird, um, the birds are susceptible to some kind of trap in there as well that you can use your acrobatics to get them into. Yes, you know yeah. it, it's it's still like really modal. Like when you're just on a yeah. balance beam, the birds come up to you and you have to press the button. You can't move when your sword's out. You just kind of have to swipe at them until in, until you go. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Oh boy. <sighs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we get to this uh, these waterfall caves here um you're still kind of going on about this like this bit about women mm-hmm. or near around and stuff yeah like, uh, tim prince allen and this is where they introduce bats that swarm you while you're on the ledges as opposed mm-hmm. to just you know birds that right. swarm you on so, so like a swarm of bats is basically identical to a bird because if they get at you they'll knock you down while you're doing stuff they'll interrupt your jumps and things like that uh however it's like a bird with multiple hit points so like it will fly at you and then you do your attack that takes out some of the bats then they fly away uh slightly they they, they still seem close enough to come up and do damage to you and you cannot attack them until they coalesce again yeah um so this, you end up jumping from stalactite to stalactite mm-hmm. uh, here, um, which they do a little, like a little clever thing where they fall, but they fall after you jump from them. Yes. I never ran out of time on one, but it always mm-hmm. felt like I was going to. It was like a, like a, a one, little... a one use pillar. I like that quite a bit. It makes it feel yeah. more dangerous than it actually is, but you're not reusing. They're like, there's never a time where you need to like conserve them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, this gets you to an underground reservoir, like we're back into the constructed environment here beneath the palace, beneath the the bathhouse and stuff like that. Um, And this is where they introduce rope swinging. This is really late in the game for them to introduce Mm -hmm. that. Um, Yeah. This is cool. So it is like swinging from the uh, trapeze, you know, where you're doing the spin swing. Uh, Here you're either swinging or you're not. The thing you have the ability to change is your height on the rope. 
uh, from which mm-hmm. you sw- from which you uh, swing, um, and that changes like how far you can jump off of it. Uh, that is cool and good. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. You know, good uh, good ropes. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, also, the your your uh, the directions that you can swing are locked into ninety degrees, so it's never yeah. like analog. Oh, I just missed it because I was I'm a just couple barely of, off of it. Yeah, a couple angles off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you climb out of the well. Uh, and there's a room where you have to kind of swing and jump onto these two buttons and then bounce back onto the rope mm-hmm. and then swing through the door oh, within a time limit. This is really tricky. Yeah. Um, wall jumping in this in general, like, doesn't – there's a timing to it that's a little tighter than I'm used to. Yeah. The, the thing that unlocked it for me is that it's not a visual cue. Uh, it is actually a tactile cue, at least on the PS2. Like, the time to press the button to do your jump is when it vibrates, is when the controller hmm. vibrates. But playing that on PC without vibration, I can understand it being really, really tricky to know for sure. Yeah. I got a vibro mouse. Oh, you do? Uh, no, I, I, no. <laughs> like, I don't what? know if they make such a thing. Like, they, like, like they used to. <laughs> that, <Yeah>. that used <laughs> to abs- absolutely used to, be, used to be a thing, a force feedback mouse. But I think those went the way of the Novent Falcon. Yeah, I no longer have the Novent. <laughs> um, the uh, no, no, yeah, I, I just I found this tricky, but I, that makes sense mm-hmm. on why it could be. Yeah. Um, you get back to Farah. Uh, she's in the harem, and you do this combat. Um, you use a save point here. You have your your save point vision. Mm-hmm. You're like uh, requiem for a dream esque save point. <laughs> you, you uh, you, uh, after you watch this movie, you will never want to use the sands of time again. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you you wake up Farah comforting you, saying, uh, "Don't leave me alone, my love." Uh, when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like... I, and during this time, you've, you're you going to do more of this stuff as we continue, yeah. but where you've been like, you know, well, she is kind of mouthy, but perhaps she could be a suitable queen. I, you know, like as you're, as you're jumping on crappy shit and stuff. But I guess we never see her internal monologue where she's like, well, he is, you know, he did kill my father and enslave me, but he does seem to be good at wall running. So perhaps he could make a suitable king. He, he does jumps you know? good. Yeah, he did. <laughs> You know what they say about a man with big jumps? <laughs> big, big ups, big ups. Yeah, big big ups, big big pup. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> you want to see my puppy? Uh, the yeah, worst. Yeah. Perhaps, would you like to see my Would you like me to show you my puppy if we get interrupted again? Um, oh, the, any, <laughs> uh, so we're now on to a new set of areas here. The Hall of Learning, the Observatory, and the uh, Butt Rock Chuggin' Prison. Don't, don't, Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the Hall of Learning is like a big library. This is where they introduce the light direction. Again, it's very late for the game to do this, but it kind of seemed de rigueur. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've got like a beam of light that you're directing, uh, you know, all throughout this uh, the, this library, um, including like you hit crystals descended vertically up and down uh, floors. Uh, this is a mm-hmm. good iteration of this, I think. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's good. It's a little bit like video game, not video game, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, you get another sword upgrade here, which like at least temporarily feels meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the next area is another big uh, kind of like set piece puzzle. You get to the observatory, which has this like planetarium up at the top of it. Um, and this is mm-hmm. neat because you can control the rotation. Like you can rotate uh, individual planets that have their own um, kind of like <laughs> basically just a horizontal bar they can tra- trapeze off of. But, you know, it's where they have the moons and whatever hanging. And you've got to get them in like the right configuration to go and hit all these doors uh, to proceed. I, I really yeah. like reading the space. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where they introduce the big dudes with the armor. 
Yeah. Uh, big swords. You cannot jump over these guys. Nope. Um, obnoxious. This is them kind of like reusing the boss fight uh, from when you fought your dad, except they have armor this time, which means they take a ton of hits. Yep. Yeah. Armored like a stepdad. <laughs> um, the, uh, so you get to these ramparts, um, you fall, and you fall into this prison chamber, introducing the prison section, and the musical cue here is hilarious. Yes. Uh, you know, just this like absolute like dirt rock starts <laughs> playing, and you take off your shirt for mm-hmm. something for for mommy mm-hmm. um yeah and you get out of the prison mm-hmm. yeah uh oh. this is fun i like this quite a bit like this is the wall running uh final exam a little bit mm-hmm. there's large sections of this where there's no permanent foothold like you will wall run over a switch that creates just a temporary platform for you to set up your next wall run um, yeah. something that I think is actually really good about the way the game designed this or is designed, um, specifically the wall jumps here, uh, is that early on, there are visual cues about where you need to do your jump when you're doing a wall run. Mm-hmm. If you need to vault off of it onto, you know, another surface, so, like there'll be like a patch of moss right there, or there'll be a shadow or a crack kind of demarcating where you need to go. By the time you're here in the prison, those little hints are gone. And it is mm-hmm. kind of relying on you to understand exactly what the dimensions of his jumps are. Yeah. And kind of into it. Yeah. Where they they might be there. Mm-hmm. That's so. good. So, yeah, I agree. Um, so you get back above ground. There's another fight. Um, you save again and Farah is caressing you again. <laughs> um, you freak out to make sure she didn't steal your dagger. Uh, she did not. <laughs> nope. Uh, I was like, it's all right. It's me. Okay. Okay. Maybe I trust you. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Obviously I don't if I'm freaking out when I see you. (laughs) Yeah. But I do would like to marry you. Yes. Maybe. So just, just no. Maybe (laughs) Maybe not. We'll see. This Mm. is, uh, um, (laughs) so we get to this other, uh, kind of brief puzzle section to get to the base of this tower. Yes. Um, and the whole thing we're, we're going back up to where the uh, vizier is and where the hourglass is, is the whole point of this. Yeah. It's, it's where we saw the flying creatures take the, take the hourglass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is the fucking pits. This had me at this the end elevator? of my, yeah, this elevator, this had me at the end of my rope. I almost considered just YouTubing the ending of this game. Actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It, I, no, this is, this fucking sucks. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. Every, every game from this era has something like this. Yeah. Like just like one part where you're just like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it a good quarantine the past? Um, <laughs> So it's a, it's an elevator, uh, enemy elevator. Mm-hmm. So it just means it's a nonstop wave after wave of just engaging with this really difficult combat. Yes. Um, so it sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck in a new way. It's no. just a big concentration of stuff that already sucked. Yeah, it takes forever. Um, you know, uh, just and there are two fountains you can go to to heal yourself. However, the room is very, very small. Um, mm-hmm. Additionally, more often than not, I had more, you know, I had enough health to live through this. Uh, what I didn't have was the ability to save Farah. Um, yeah, yeah. She would die more often than me, and that would lead to these game overs. I didn't count this, but it was definitely like double digits, um, a double yeah. digit number of attempts to uh, to do this. And I was this is I was, a short game, and this yeah. adds, you know, it's a short game in terms of the the play clock in, mm-hmm. or, or uh, game clock in terms of the play clock. This adds a lot. Yes, to it. Yeah, um, and you know the enemy waves get more difficult they end up throwing in just a ton of the people that you can't jump over um Mm -hmm. you are in the circular room so it makes sense that you would be able to do these vaults attacks off the walls Eh, not really um you know 
uh, I've kind of run out of ways to explain how and why the combat is bad, but this was an awful lot of it in a way, you know, and it was in an amount and quality that I could not find a way to mitigate. And I was just at the end of my rope. Yeah, we can we can uh, scoop past combat from here. Yeah, because it's you know, as best we can. It's kind of not a factor, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it, you're still going to do it. It's just mm-hmm. a bummer. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot to say about it. Yeah. So. Um, so at the top of this, you do get to the hourglass room, kind of in this cool looking treasure chamber. Um, mm-hmm. And as <laughs> the prince gets on top of the hourglass, you get this vision of Farah taking the dagger. Um, and Farah is giving you directions like, Hey, go ahead and plunge it into the top of this. And then all of a sudden, this is where the prince realizes, Hey, wait, we enslaved you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Why should I trust you? Why should you trust me? I'm not going to do what you tell me with this. Yeah. (laughs) It's because he listened to that song, got real pumped up to tell off his stepmom. (laughs) He went down to the prison and did some squats. And now he's, now he's all pumped up on teen adrenaline. (laughs) Um, and his like nonsensical crisis of faith creates just enough of an opening for the vizier to come in and uses sand magic to blow us both out of the tower, but the prince keeps a hold of the dagger. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so you wake up in this tomb, um, and Pharaoh is really mad that you didn't trust really justifiably like <laughs> just fucking end this. <laughs> we we you know? were there, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, throw the fucking ring in the goddamn lava. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so they, they kind of do this, like they started the, now we're in romance mode. Yes. Uh, this is, this is love theme from Prince of Persia. Like, and we don't you know, see them all that we see. It's, you know, just darkness and like with some dust in the air and they're talking and there's what sounds like, you know, like clothing rustling. Yes. Yeah. Um, so presumably like they did, did some pre-gaming. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they're going like, now it's very tender. Like, Oh, hold my hand. Don't let go. I didn't mean what I said. Yeah. Uh, Ferris says, Oh, there's this magic word that my, uh, mother taught me to make a door appear. It's silly. Uh, you know, but then he's like, well, tell me, he's like, no, you'll make fun of me. He's like, I promise I won't. Uh, and you know, she says it, a magic, a trap door opens mm-hmm. in the floor and they run down this big spiral staircase full of veils. Like this is a very metaphorical yeah. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that we're <laughs> in this part like yeah. what a weird tomb yeah um <laughs> but yeah they're be buried in like the in the bison <laughs> fuck corridor <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> but this this staircase goes on forever as you go down and the veils get thicker and thicker um and you come out in this kind of like round chamber and Farah is, you know, like saying like, oh, it's beautiful here. I could stay here forever. Where are you? I can hear you, but I can't see you. They're like, they're stuck in like individual enchanted realms. Yes. <sighs> and you have to do this so puzzle you, yeah. where you have to like, you go in the, you go in these doors in the correct order, um, which is just trial and error. Yep. And once you do, uh, you come in on Farah bathing in a golden pool and then you have sex. Yes. Because and and this is what in two thousand three games critics were like. This is great romance. Like this is really good dynamics. And we spend time together, and then character. at the end we fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I earned this girlfriend by doing combat challenges. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would like one girlfriend, please. Like put in these parkour tokens mm-hmm. into the girlfriend machine. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, so you wake up on the slab in the tomb. The dagger is gone. <gasps> oh, she betrayed you. Yep. Yep. <sighs> 
Um, so you have no weapons, and we go through this kind of like circular room mirror puzzle thing mm-hmm. um, to get the mega sword. Yeah, the <laughs> the room mirror puzzle is basically the peg puzzle from uh, from Cracker Barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very do. Cracker Barrel esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, this gets you a strong Cracker sword. Barrel Knights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gravy of time. Yeah um (laughs) so uh this gets you a strong uh strong sword uh if you land a hit on an enemy it will dissolve them dissolve them in one blow uh this is prior to the gravity gun but i think this is meant to be like a super empowering gravity gun kind of moment yeah yeah Yeah. agreed but you don't Um, have the dagger which means that you are unable to rewind time and you have to do like a really difficult and technical tower climbing section actually it's like the final exam yeah for this it feels with, like with no with no um, undos yeah yeah it's really tricky like this this it's it's a bummer to base your game around having that safety net and then take it away mm-hmm. i think um yeah i don't do not love yeah, yeah. that as an idea like if, if i had the if i had the rewind here this would actually be really fun um yeah i, I like it it feels precarious you know the clues yeah. for you know which which way you need to go are not necessarily not necessarily there it just relies on you having internalized what the prince can do it's just yeah you know the checkpointing was not generous enough and i you, know, you ended up having to redo an awful lot if you if you died when dying was just part of the natural iteration cycle you know prior yep. to this point yep 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 um, when you get up to the top, Farrah is fighting with some sand demons. They get the drop on her and things up with her dangling by the dagger. With yes. The prince holding onto the blade and uh, she lets go to sacrifice herself. Mm-hmm. And you cannot rewind time to bring her back. No, it is out of charges. Um, mm-hmm. And this brings on this long fight. So you have the dagger back, but there's no charges inside of it because your sword will instantly dissolve enemies. And because you're mm-hmm. just fighting big boys. Um, as though it was some kind of season of large boys, um, you you can't actually absorb any charges unless the enemies happen to trip and fall over. I couldn't yeah. find a way to induce yeah. this. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Um, Vizier pops up. He wants the dagger. Um, and he promises eternal life. You know, the prince declines because he's evil. He's like, oh, eternal life with everybody that I care about dead. No, thank you. So. Yeah. Well, and also these guys all have eternal life. All the sand <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it seems sucky. Um, the uh, the prince declines. You know, he jams the dagger on the top of the hourglass, rewinding the whole game. Mm-hmm. This um, is cool. You up, I like that moment. I, it's it's a, this is a clever conceit. It does mm-hmm. like you know we'll talk about the story part. It does make it very silly that he was telling the story the way. He well, was. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you end up back at the camp in the opening cutscene, and you have all your memories, and you have the dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, so you rush to Farah's bedroom, which is where the game opens. Like we didn't talk about when the game starts, you just like walk into a room yes. to start the game. It's, it's, you know, nice and understated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she thinks you're just like invading cause you were, and you tell her everything that happens, which is the game so far. Yes. You know, yeah. Is the story. Mm-hmm. So, so the prince says, Hey, this vizier is no good. You know, we need to stop the signaler from being shot. So the gate opens and that will, that will give you time to expose the vizier for what he is. The vizier comes in and attacks saying, Oh, you know, how will, how will it look when the, when the son of the Maharaja's greatest enemy is, you know, found dead in the, you know, in the bedroom trying to abduct the daughter, um, you know, but the prince is not having any of it. And this starts, uh, this starts a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the, you know, one of two boss fights in the game. Mm-hmm. The, the second boss fight. Um, I found this really easy. Yeah. It's kind of anticlimactic. 
which makes me think that's why they all the combats up until this point were group combats because yeah. fighting one-on-one is not hard like you have right. a a perfect block there's no chip damage mm-hmm. you know just it like just was like pretty easy and pretty anticlimactic yeah and we don't spend enough time with the vizier no like he's no. just such a stock like evil guy like i did not get a good sense of him like i think that the game wanted me to hate him and i didn't i hated all of the regular enemies it's weird because birds. he comes back in the third game yeah it's my understanding yeah uh but yeah no it's uh he's he's very much he just exists as a cartoon um yeah. but yeah this fight it's real video game dot game i don't know i tried to like a video game dot unity um Mm -hmm. but uh uh you know the vizier himself he you know shields up and he summons these three clones that will either attack with their staff or do a you know to to cast a spell when uh when you're far enough away from them you just have to you Mm -hmm. just have to press the attack until three of them go down and eventually you end up outside and you can land the killing blow yep um afterwards the prince and pharaoh are talking he gives her the dagger um and says like hey you know just you know the the vizier is dead we're gonna avoid all this stuff She's like, why did you make up such a story? Um, and he kisses her, um, you know, not understanding that. <laughs> she doesn't have a memory. Like, yeah, she doesn't have a memory of that. She falls so in love quick, but you. not that quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you need at least two hours. Dude. Um, the, uh, but I told her this story. I uh-huh. earned a girlfriend. Um, so she pushes you away. So you're a wine's time before the kiss. I think this is like charming in an 80s movie kind of way a little bit yeah well also like back the social blunder yeah i I like i like that quite a bit the fact that it it shows the prince understanding (laughs) he's just like okay yeah i can undo that oh yeah i'm omnipotent i I can fuck it up yeah yeah. it's good um and you know just goes back to it and says okay well you know here's the dagger have a good life i will see you um and as he is you know climbing down a tree to leave she asks hey what's 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 your name and the name that he tells her is the magic word that she had told him her mother shared about how to open a magic door. It was something ridiculous like Kakaboo or something like that. I can't um, remember what it is, yeah. yeah. Was it Wuzzle? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, is that what for entertainment these days? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she gasps like, oh my gosh, does he actually, you know. Yeah. Could this He's actually a... be true? How could he know that? And then the game ends. Yeah. And then, yeah, we don't get, uh, which to, it's to the game's credit. Mm-hmm. you know that uh we don't get yeah i don't want like the after years about this shit no no you know like i i like that it just ends mm-hmm. um it's a good but ending. It ended up, I... <laughs> it's a yeah, nice ending it it's the i don't know like it ended up coming away from this really mixed in general yeah you know uh the good parts were good mm-hmm. bad parts were not good uh there's not more bad parts than good parts, but there are still way more than it needs. Yeah, it's it, it, it is substantial by volume. It is non-trivial how much time you spend in this doing very very bad combat. Yeah, 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 and that that is a bummer. And then if you take that away, like there is something really to admire about mm-hmm. how svelte this is and how they just kind of carved away a lot of stuff that didn't work. Yeah, it's just that they had carved away everything that didn't work, mm-hmm. right? Like if they had just gotten rid of, like, let's say that there were just a couple of duels in this and it wasn't combat focused at all. I could see why, especially in 2003, this game being four hours would not be acceptable. Yeah, no, people you know? would have revolted. Why, how how can yeah. you charge $50 for this? I mean, we're going through that right yeah. now with RE3 coming out and people feeling like it wasn't, you know, yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I, I kind of get it. I just, you know, it just, it aged really poorly. Yeah. That part. Yeah. And the parts that age well, did age really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes approach like best in class for that very yeah. specific, like whatever you would call 
that sub gameplay genre. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a good, good game. Yeah, not great. You know, <laughs> I, I'll never play it again. You know, I'm happy that it, it's. Uh, I got a chance to play it. I was happy mm-hmm. to have the the support and having it produced. You know, as an excuse to get through this kind of thing. But it wasn't something that uh, I think that if you're listening to this and you haven't played this in a while, it might be okay to leave this quarantined in the past. Yeah, you can you can take you can take your good memories and like stuff has been you know pulled from this. You know, the combat has yeah. been taken and iterated upon. Like this is an important game, capital I important, even if as an artifact of the past. You know, <laughs> it's funny because a game like this with its reputation, it seems like oh yeah, like this is going to transcend. You know, it is not of its time. It is something you know, separated, above, transcendent. And going back to it, it's a little bit disappointing to say, like, no, like, only parts of it, only parts of it transcended that. It is very much a product of 2003. It is very much a product yeah. of, like, the two, you know, of of the PS2 era. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep. And I think that's just a matter of, like, okay, it's been built up an awful lot. It has a reputation that precedes it. A lot of people have very, very fond memories of it. I'll be curious to see what the responses are like um yeah whether yeah other who who has played it more recently who might yes. be yeah you know into it and the uh the other thing i was thinking about is that uh this made me think a lot because we've when we've gone back to this era you know for the show it's almost uniformly been pretty rough yeah right like what are the unqualified successes from the ps2 era that we've done oh, shadow of the like colossus four katamari shadow of the colossus like mm-hmm. they're rare yeah. you know they exist but they're pretty rare mm-hmm. and much more often we get things that are equally lauded like we get like your God of Wars and mm-hmm. your Prince of Persia's and stuff that just like the growing pains are just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was such a weird generation that it just, you know, we just didn't have stuff figured out at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a time where much I would have said like, oh, PS2 was definitely my like Desert Island console. Yeah. You know, and the doing the show has definitely made me rethink that because it's like a lot of these things that I think, you know, age really well. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not. Maybe not. So, which is okay. Yeah. Um, if you have responses to Prince mm-hmm. of Persia, the sands of time, hit us up by April 15th at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yes. Uh, there you can write in about, uh, either this game or any of the games we talked about this month. Um, I am rushing to pull up the calendar so I can see what games we've talked, we've played. Luigi's in. Mansion. Yes. Luigi's uh, Mansion. Legend of Grimrock 2. Mm-hmm. Wolfenstein, the new Colossus or next games months, which are no space outlaw Celeste or Resident Evil three remake. Yes. Uh, if you are writing in, please separate them by game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you have thoughts about multiple games, do multiple, you know, short entries, and I will call it them. That makes my job easier. So thank you for doing that in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support the network, you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Next week is our premium episode this month on Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the generalities of that uh, come out for everybody, but the full episode is for patrons. Yes. Um, five bucks get you in, get you all the back episodes, get you several bonus shows mm-hmm. uh bonus episodes of existing shows like we do a lot for five bucks yes so uh check that out yeah and you know we understand this, these are real weird times and if you cannot afford mm-hmm. that it's totally totally fine um but yeah, there is here when you when yeah you get back. it is only getting more valuable as time goes on so uh we'll welcome you back with open arms when it is feasible for you and just thanks mm-hmm. thanks a lot for listening yeah with arms wide open like a <laughs> prince of persia the warrior pin soundtrack <laughs> thing um, that's a different kind of yeah it's rock. a different kind of awful yeah yeah um you can also rate and review the show on uh, apple Podcasts, which is very appreciated mm-hmm. if you listen to the other shows on the network um yeah and uh that's that's probably about it i think so um we appreciate you 
thank you for listening. And what can they watch out for until next time, Cole? Um, man, I wish I knew that magic word because I would have just said it. But nope, Z- here we are. Wuzzle, wuzzle? Well, watch out for wuzzle, wuzzle. <laughs>